0: At Sif Pop, we're your movie friends. But are friends really friends if you don't know them? So grab a popcorn and head over to our row so we can share movies. Like friends do. There's always room for more movie friends. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Writer's Room. Hello and welcome to Sif Pop Writer's Room. I'm your host Aaron, but not that Aaron, of course. And this week I'm joined by Sif Pop Writer Mike hello what's going on doing okay it's tired as always but you know such is life
1: such is life that is Uh, absolutely true
0: we write for Sifpop.com, do movie reviews, best ever challenges, and lots of other interesting movie-related articles. Make sure to check out Sifpop.com to keep up with all of that. Uh, you know, I would, normally I try to mention the, like, last full article that people do, but, uh, you know, Mike writes a full article probably, like, three times a week, four times a week, um, usually yeah. whatever TV shows are on. Um, I think the last one you turned in was The Great, so yes, the, um, the, I'm sure the that'll great. be live yeah. by the time that this airs. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. I'm I'm woefully behind on some of my some of my stuff because I recently um, my daughter my youngest caught hand foot and mouth at uh, at her daycare and believe it or not adults can get hand foot and <laughs> mouth. Um, there is nothing more emasculating than uh, when you get a childhood you know something that's normally meant for children and mm-hmm. it uh it disables you pretty good. So I believe that it. Was, that was that was a that was a fun fun last couple of weeks so but i've i've got a lot of stuff you know in process getting ready to turn in for a bunch of shows that uh yeah there's been a lot of good tv on lately as we'll be talking about soon um
0: so on this podcast we'll talk about uh, a couple of coming attractions before we get into all the tv and then we will do a bunch of tv talk and we don't have a b plot this week because we'll talk about so much tv although there is kind of a sneaky b plot because um, part of our TV discussion will be um, the 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 Writers' Guild as well as just some other things in the general um TV pop culture consciousness that we want to okay. address um, and speculate on and whatnot., yep. um, should be noted. um, we are recording this before the finales of Ted Lasso Berry's secession. Um, and so we um, have not seen the finales of those episodes. Um, and so we will not be spoiling any of the final seasons of those. So if you're like, you know, I, I want to listen to this podcast, but I don't want to know anything about Ted Lasso season three, I think you'll be fine. You're good. You're um, good. That, yeah. We might be a little bit more loose with that one, only because I don't, I don't know that this season has yet had any spoilers. Um, well, so, and there's
1: nothing. There's nothing like critical or no like, yeah. no like, big like. Oh my god, goodness, this this happened.
0: I don't think there's anything quite near as big as. um, the uh like rebecca and sam reveal in season 2. Uh, so like I don't I don't, nope. I don't really know there's a couple things that we might kind of talk around but I'm not really worried about that one. Uh but for sure Barry and secession we will uh steer clear of spoilers. Although um you can expect at least in a Barry and a Ted Lasso um full season spoiler talk uh with me and Mike probably later this week early next week. Um uh, we'll see kind of how timing works out for that, but we'll be able to address some things. So We're also going to make some predictions for some finales and um, that's, it's going to age really well. I I just know. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Um, So when we're done with that, we'll have a spinoff quick recommend or warn from each one of us. But first let's get a chance to talk with Mike for a little bit. Mike, I've been asking all the writers that have come on the show to take a look at my movie collection and see if there's anything that you would like to roast me about.
1: Well, um, I, I'm, I'm taking a look. I don't know if I want to roast you Mm. for look, I love the original three ninjas movie. Yeah. I, I do. I kinda wanna roast you a little bit for having the other three of that. When's the last, like, when's the last time you've seen them? Um so it, it's been it's been a hot minute mm-hmm. since I've seen seen all of them. Like the mm-hmm. first one is clearly the quote unquote superior.
0: No, nope, Not even a little bit. Nope. How you no nope. knuckle up and kickback are a million times better.
1: No oh no, 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 yeah. no. Absolutely not
0: no i'm telling you man they are better they are so much better
1: knuckle up i can get behind kickback where they completely change over like half the cast
0: so whatever it was a kids kids franchise in the 90s
1: how dare you disparage the great franchise of three minutes but the best one is
0: probably the one where they go to japan okay the that's second best back. one is probably the one in the native american re- reservation um and then i think you know we we talked about three ninjas earlier this year with uh, scott um and um it's fine um it's, it's better it's, than I, it's it's better than i remember because i remember watching it maybe three or four years ago and really didn't like it mm-hmm. um but it's fine and um look hiding at mega mountain gets too much crap um
1: i i would i would agree everyone looked like they were having
0: yeah having and you have jim varney mm-hmm. you know and you have um hulk hogan you know it's just a, it's fun it just is um so you know what denied i deny your your three ninjas criticism
1: uh it's not it's feedback (laughs) so um so there's that um beyond that you know like i there's something admirable about your completionist nature when it comes to a lot of these like um so like one thing that stood out and this is not nothing that I'm giving you too much grief on because like as someone who used to collect DVDs I get it but like owning the Fox and the Hound 2 with the Fox and the Hound like I get it I get mm-hmm. it like you know it's something that I used to do all the time where I used to you know want to make sure to complete the complete the collection even if the you know, the sequel is far in superior to
0: typically actually the reason for these, like having like the sequel to Disney movies is because, um, they are bundled together. So like That's Fox on the Hound one and two are bundled together on a Blu-ray and it costs the same amount, if not even a little bit less than it is for just the Fox and the Hound one. Um, same with the brother bear, um, and, uh, Lilo and stitch. Um, those are all, um, even at, like Atlantis, although I think, you know atlantis 2 has a pretty decent reputation still but um more than some of those other ones but yeah the um a lot of a lot of times i think uh like it's easier and cheaper to find a two-pack than it is just a regular so um i could see yeah, that as, as long as yeah. it's not going to be a big price difference I'll, i'm going to go for the two-pack every time so yeah especially like those older disney ones that are just getting released on blu-rays especially the ones that aren't you know cinderella or whatnot like fox in the house was a pretty big hit but not Not Cinderella or Yeah it
1: definitely wasn't any of their yeah yeah, any any of their you know princess themed ones or even like any of their Lady
0: lady, in the Tramp.
1: Yeah. Yeah, They're more prestige ones uh per se. So um Mm -hmm. so yeah sometimes
0: that's chunked up to that.
1: I I guess the last thing that I will I will quote unquote roast you for is that Mm -hmm. um you you own the twenty twenty one version of Mortal Kombat. Where's the other where's the other two?
0: oh i think i've been pretty vocal about this um first of all annihilation um you, you will never get me to watch ne- um um just never um i i might have even seen it at one point and completely forgot about it i don't think so though um in but your defense I,
1: you're, in your defense it is it is pretty atrocious yeah yeah there's no there
0: would be no reason to watch it uh but i also really don't like the 1995 one uh mortal kombat i don't like it i think it's um I, I think people that grew up with it have have a fond nostalgia for it, but um I did not. I saw it for the first time when I was in high school in like twenty twelve. Oh uh, yeah, then it's and it, it's terrible. It's it's a terrible it, movie, it, and it. um and there's to me there's no appeal in watching it. Um, but I do kind of like the twenty twenty one version. I don't like it's not perfect. Um, but I th- I I also don't think that this video game series is really adaptable. I think that the twenty twenty one I think the 2021 version is about the best that we're ever going to get of an adaptation. So I'm looking forward to the sequel. Um, But yeah, I don't, I don't know that we will ever have a great, excellent Mortal Kombat film. And so I will take the 2021 version and be like, well, cool. That was legit. Especially now that it sounds like Carl Urban is going to be Johnny Cage. Like, yeah. Awesome.
1: if, If, if that, if they find a way to make that happen, I'm yes. A okay with, with that. But I think the, Because I I was a big Mortal Kombat kid growing up. Mm -hmm. I I used to play Mortal Kombat on my Sega Genesis. And uh, just the, I I love the tournament style of it. You know, that was kind of one of my big knocks against the 2021 version is that this was all like pre-tournament, nothing really happening. Everyone's just fighting, you know, in preparation for, you know, what's coming next. And I was a little frustrated with that, but that doesn't change the fact that In the 2021 version, the fight sequences are far superior, the special effects are way better, and they leaned in maybe a little too heavily with the fatalities, but it was still cool to watch if you don't get too squeamish about the blood and violence and gore and such.
0: Yeah. I mean, I like, that's one of the big knocks is that it never actually really gets to a tournament, but it still feels like a tournament. Like there, there is still like, even though it's not an official tournament, there is still a tournament structure going on. Um, so I, yeah, I, um, I'm a big fan of, uh, of that movie. Like, I think it's the best that, that, that a Mortal Kombat intro movie is ever going to be. Um, and I would love to see a sequel follow a little bit more because I think it I think it I think it delves into a lot of the lore without being overwhelming um you know and especially at this point now that they're doing Mortal Kombat 1 as the next game like the lore is way overwhelming at this point cuz this will be the like third time they've rebooted the game series cuz uh cuz there was a reboot with X right and then yeah. and it was X no no it was the one before X 9 9 um, yeah. and then there was just 9 10 11 and then Aftermath um so maybe this is only the second reboot either way it's like too many reboots for one, for one franchise, especially one that has so much lore behind it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. I've, I found I found one more that I'm wondering about is that how come you have two of the Rugrats movies but not the not the last one? Oh. Um. We we just watched we just watched the first Rugrats movie for a family movie night and yeah that was, was great. I was very surprised that my daughter liked it as much as as much as she did because she didn't grow up on rugrats like i did and mm-hmm. the the you know rebooted version is perfectly fine there's it's not nowhere near as good as the original tv show but um yeah i'm just kind of wondering where where's the one where they cross over with the wild thornberries
0: see i didn't grow up with wild thornberries um uh, and so i never really liked that film all that much um I thought it was fine but i didn't really like it because uh all right so rugrats came out in 1998 the first movie so i was three um and rugrats in paris was 2000 i was five really and bumming, rugrats,
1: really bumming me out with all these ages and rugrats go that. wild
0: was 2003 so i was eight and i feel like um i feel like those first two movies are like right in a great age range but like when you're eight it's kind of that weird transition of like, you don't want to admit that you watch the things meant for kids anymore. You want to feel more adult. And, and also we did we didn't have cable. So I watched Rugrats because there was like, co- you remember compilation VHS tapes?
1: Yes. Yes. Um, I- we had,
0: we had a handful of them at the house. And, um, uh, and then I think also Rugrats was just like on like rerun things every now and then, but so I didn't have cable. So I didn't have Nickelodeon growing up. So um, I, this is my only experience with Wild Thornberry. So I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I ever recalled liking the movie all that much where I, I don't think I would have the nostalgia to, to, to go back for it. Um, uh, versus I do have the nostalgia for the first two movies. And I recall actually liking them quite a bit. And I think, I think we talked about the first one. Um, on the podcast not long ago, and I was like, "Yeah, it's it's, it's actually pretty good." Um, and I remember *Rugrats in Paris* being a good time too. But
1: um... well, that first one as well. The, some of the emotional beats in that first one, I I was I was not prepared for for that at all. And my daughter's looking at me like, "Why are Why are you getting emotional at this?" I'm like, "You don't You don't get it, but one day you will. It's It's all sure. good because I I grew up on." Rugrats, you know mm-hmm. that was I was there for the birth of of the Nicktoons during you know Rugrats, Doug, Ren and Stimpy, which was hideously inappropriate for Nickelodeon, but I mm-hmm. still enjoyed. uh but yeah, all all of those things were good stuff. Nice. I remember all those fin- fondly.
0: Yeah, so I um yeah I I think that it's just I don't have the the Wild thornberries connection, so um I don't I don't have a desire to to go into that again as a 28 year old.
1: Do you, do you have any TV seasons or is this just mainly, it's this just only your movie collection. All my
0: TV is at the very, very bottom.
1: Um, Got it. But, oh, that's, uh, that's right. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I, um, Got it. very nice. Um, we'll move on. Uh, Mike, I want to know real quick before we do that though. Uh, I have one random question for you. Okay. Uh, what is, what is a pet peeve of yours?
1: Um, I guess my biggest pet peeve is a weak handshake and here's why. Uh, so mm. when, when I was in middle school or no not, it was even before middle school I was caddying at uh, at a country club and I was you know the caddy master who was my cousin at the time he always made sure it's like hey make sure to give people a firm handshake you know it just it's a good way just to build rapport with people I was like okay whatever no big deal um they did a celebrity golf outing uh, you know at Chicago level celebrities and one one person who was kind of bigger at the time it was i'm not sure if i'm gonna name like name him or anything like that. just michael jordan you know (laughs) no 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 no, no, it was fine okay i'll bite um it was chris o'donnell who at the time was okay it was he was robin it's like oh my oh my god that guy's robin um he gave me a really weak handshake and that was what i was like Okay. No. 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 That like that. That just kind of really messed with me. So ever since then, all about you could tell a lot about people when it comes to uh, when it comes to their handshake. So, um, so firm handshake. And I guess the the other one is if you're, let's say you're walking in a store or anything like that, and if you just come to an abrupt stop because like you're playing on your phone, get out of the way. Mm, and just yeah. Just
0: yeah, yeah. If you need to stop for any reason, pull your cart. To the exactly. to, to the side as much as you can, and hope that you don't stop in front of whatever somebody else needs to grab.
1: Right, right, mm-hmm. and and I guess the other part of that is, uh if you're at the store, get off your phone. Like unless you're like looking at a list or anything. I like do my that.
0: grocery list on my phone, so
1: yeah, that so something like that is legit, and I will excuse that. But if you're looking at a TikTok while you're supposed to be doing your grocery, get out of the way. Come on, and then it makes it even worse if you're watching your TikTok with no headphones on as well, mm. like. <laughs> What are we doing?
0: Mike is the get off my lawn guy today. Specifically at,
1: the, <laughs> specifically at the grocery store. I, I guess I am. I guess I am in this instance. I'm, I'm perfectly um, fine with that.
0: My my biggest pet peeve uh, at the moment is, um, so I, I currently work in food, food service industry. And so uh, when people um, uh, order a drink that is non-alcoholic as well as a water and then do not touch the water, it's why, it's
1: why why bother ordering the water then
0: yeah and especially it's because like you know because a lot of times one person will do it and then the entire table will do it because the one person said it and so it's like okay so for four people i have to go get eight glasses and fill them all up now too and i primarily work as a bartender and so i have a water gun behind the bar but it pours so slowly it takes up a lot of my time plus i also have to get the other drinks and so it's just like look if you are ordering an alcoholic beverage i get it i want you to drink responsibly um, and so mo- and so most of the time if people order a drink, depending on what like the alcoholic drink is, I'll give them water. Sometimes they don't like, if it's a beer, I don't. Um, but if it's like a, like a margarita, then I typically serve a water with that as well. Um, again, provided I have you know a decent amount of time on my hands, but like, yeah, um, it just, it, 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 but, it, but like I am taking extra time out to take care of that. And then for you just to not touch the water is just like, don't ask for it. If you're not going to use it, And again, um,
1: boils down to respect. At the end mm-hmm. of the day, exactly. Just being respectful of people's time and such.
0: Let's let's get into a couple things. Um, I feel like one of these can be pretty quick. Uh, actually, both be pretty quick. Actually, let's start talking about the Boogeyman, um, the uh, new adaptation from Stephen King uh, novel, directed by Rob Savage. Um, a couple of people here um, in the um, in the staff that you might recognize: um, Chris Messina, most recently from Air; um, Sophie Thatcher um uh david dasmachian uh, from um the ant-man films um and some other things too um a couple other like names and faces you might recognize uh but uh a psychiatrist where a man named lester billings talks to a doctor about the murders of his three young children describing the events of the past several years um his first two children died mysteriously of apparently unrelated causes causes when left alone in their bedrooms the only account uh, commonalities were that children cried boogeyman before being left alone and the closet door ajar after discovering their corpses even though billings is certain the door was shut uh new yes a new horror film um uh, stephen king related pg-13 horror um in the summer so uh mike the boogeyman uh th- theaters rent stream wait to hear people's um initial reactions or skip
1: um so the i i think i'm going to go with wait until Wait until some reactions because I'm not one who's actively going to look out a horror movie. I just it's just not my style. And then couple that with Stephen King, which is you know very hit or miss, mm-hmm. say the least. Um, depending on the team, I've heard some of the reviews of it have been okay so far, so that gives me pause. But it's not like a scary movie is something that I'm going to be actively looking out. So if I hear it's really good, then I'll probably check it out probably on a streaming service if I'm being perfectly honest but I'm I'm not gonna full-on skip it because I'll, I'll give I'll give most anything a chance but I'm I'm gonna be cautious to wait at least for somebody a, a bunch of people I trust to say that it's it's pretty good
0: uh, i'm in the same camp um kind of uh this doesn't like there's not enough here to really make me like oh shoot heck yeah um i want to i want to try that out um even though i have liked a lot of recent horror stuff i mean three i think three in my top six or seven last year were horror films because the the black phone bodies 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 and scream um we all from 2022 uh and in my definitely top 10 um and i've given a lot of praise to like i think the night house is one of the best horror films that came out the last couple of years so um uh so like I, I i like a good amount of um of horror films and and again even to my point like scream came out in march no scream came out in january scream 5 scream 6 came out in march scream yep. scream 5 came out in january the black phone came out in july or july. august so. it was july yeah so it's like summer horror even like i think ever since maybe the conjuring like summer horror, isn't something to scoff at anymore. Like it's a, uh, there's some pretty decent stuff coming out in, in summers. So um, yeah. And then um, uh, like, I said, there's just, there's not quite, it's missing that, um, you know, really got me wanting to go see it in the theaters. Um, probably wind up checking it out on a streaming service. It, as long as reviews on some, um, you know specifically letterbox that's mostly where i check just people that i follow in letterbox um if 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 the reviews are getting 3 stars or higher like sure why not yeah
1: i'll yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in kind of in that same boat with yeah. with that respect plus also i as as a dad you know there's something about horror that has to do with with children that kind of always gives me a little bit of pause you know i i get it everybody's got their own their own thing when it comes to to horror and that's just mine so i'm i'm going to be a little bit more cautious about Mm -hmm. that one but i'm you know i've i've seen i've seen the trailer a zillion times because it's very hard to to miss if you're at the movie theater because it's
0: i've actually never seen the trailer i've Uh, the the uh, last
1: couple of movies i've seen it's it's been i feel like it's kind of just been thrown in there it's like yep let's let's advertise this
0: i mean it wasn't thrown in front of my guardians or fast x so and that's Mm -hmm. I, i haven't seen a ton admittedly
1: recently but yeah, Guardians and Fast X are
0: the only May ones I saw. I think so. Um,
1: Maybe it's just an Illinois thing where they're just like I don't.
0: Yep, I don't think so. I think it's just no, you're, it's, it's, you, de- I it's mean, definitely not. But it's, you're going to the theaters more than I am at the moment. Um, so um, and cool. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. So I, the, yeah, a hundred minute horror movie, fine. Um, you well, know, and then, it,
1: and it, then horror it, ho- horror this year has been pretty good. So let's you know between i didn't see
0: megan scream six was really disappointing for me Um, i
1: it was disappointing but i still i still enjoyed it it's fine it's fine the new the new evil dead was pretty good as well so um so yeah maybe maybe this is just one of those good years for horror as well so i'll take it no
0: maybe it might be um
1: Uh, another movie
0: coming out this week is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Miles Morales catapults across uh, the multiverse where he encounters a team of spider people charged with protecting its very existence. When the heroes clash on how to handle a new threat, Miles must redefine what it means to be a hero. This is, of course, the sequel to the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse finally coming out. Uh, Best oscar oscar winning spider-man oscar into winning, the yep, absolutely it's an animated film yeah uh deservedly so so um a couple returning faces we got shamik moore Haley steinfeld jake johnson um all returning um for their uh their their main roles in the franchise we also have um oscar isaac um coming here uh and some of these I, like i don't i don't really want to really read a lot of the names just in case there are spoilers for people so um but Oscar Isaac, uh, Brian T- Tyree Henry, Shea Wiggum, Jason Schwartzman, Andy Samberg, Daniel Kaluuya, uh, Jorma Taccone, uh, and then, uh, Karan Sony. he's the um uh, dopinder from uh, Deadpool, uh, the the cab driver. So, uh, and that's just like IMDb's featured, you know, their top cast. So that's not even. I'm sure here I'm gonna expand this fuller and see if
1: um, there's anybody else. There, there that... there's
0: nobody else listed now, but. It, uh, I guarantee you, you go in and, um, and and, and like the, the, there will be a lot more that are just, they've, they've kept, they've kept so many um, just quiet. So uh, yeah, really excited for, just to to see what the other cast might be. And I guess I'm tipping my hand here. I'm full on in um, theaters. We'll, we'll see this as soon as I possibly can. Mm Mike, what about you?
1: I never pre-order tickets for movies. And this was one that I pre-ordered tickets for because I'm that excited about it so I'm I'm in I'm in as early as possible that I can go see it it's the into the spider verse is one of the best I'm not even going to go superhero movies I'm not even going to go spider-man movies it's one of the best movies over you know over the span so I'm I'm really excited for this I'm really excited for where this story is going to go um don't don't love that this is going to be kind of like a you know there's going to be a bunch more beyond this because like I'm afraid a little bit of the potential for you know cliffhangers and things like that, but whatever, I'm still in. I'm still. It's,
0: it's almost still. like, um, uh, like I'm get I'm getting a little bit of sense kind of how like uh like Age of Ultron is, where like they're going to wrap up their whole thing, but they're going to have like they're going to have it feel not like a complete ending because like I know we're getting I think we're getting Spider Ham stuff, mm-hmm. um, might be just shorts somewhere, um, but we're getting uh Spider Woman spin-off movie and we're getting a sequel. This is there's a sequel to this one. I think this was initially advertised as like part 1 and part 2. Um and we know I would be surprised if they don't give like 2099 Spider-Man a spin-off. Um but yeah, they 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 already announced like three or four different spin-offs like right when the movie became an immediate success. So, um yeah, a little a little little cautious on that front as well. But um am I wrong about the advertises part 1 or do, or did they just like announce 2 and 3?
1: I I think that they originally, it's either they originally advertised as part one and part two, or the next one is going to be a part one and part two situation. I thought I
0: remember it being advertised as just sequel part one and sequel part two, but I I could just be mistaken. Yeah. Because we didn't get the Across the Spider-Verse title until like last year, so, and it wasn't Across the Spider-Verse part one. It was just across spiders. Anyway, yep, lots to be excited about this. Um I'm I think I don't work Thursday night, so I think I'm gonna go see this Thursday night with my wife. So good call. Yeah. That'll be a good one to watch. <laughs> yeah. Um all right. We have danced around this for long enough. Let's get into the T V topics uh all for right. a little bit. But first, uh real real quick chance, Mike. People have gotten to hear your thoughts on a lot of different things. Uh if they want to hear more of your thoughts, uh, where can they check you out?
1: Uh you can follow me on Twitter at Hilti underscore Mike. Um since I do primarily talk about TV, um, I I am more much more active on serialized, which is the letterboxed equivalent to TV or one of them at least. So, if you want to hear my TV thoughts, uh, serialized, uh, M twenty four on on that. So check uh check it out there.
0: There you go. Um. And a quick reminder, patreon.com slash SwiftPopWR in case you're interested for any bonus episodes, early content, stuff like that. Um, Yeah, you'll hear my thoughts on Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse when that comes. So, uh, whenever I see it. Um. Okay, let's get into it. Let's talk some TV. Uh, Where do you want to start? Do you want to start like kind of chronologically since um, we haven't done a TV catch up since November? So do you want to start kind of chronologically and kind of work forward? Or do you want to like talk with some of like the biggest shows and then whatever we get to, we get to and whatever we don't, we don't. Um, What's how do you want to do this, Mike?
1: Let's my my head says chronologically, but I want to talk about some of the bigger stuff. First. yeah
0: i mean as i was saying that i was like i kind of want to talk about chronologically but at the same time like i don't want to n- not have time to talk about
1: the bigger know, let's say, stuff let's, like let's say all,
0: very big, let, let's all. let's let's say let's say we don't get a chance to talk about the last of us because we spent you know t- too much time talking about stuff that came out in december so yeah
1: there's i'm sure people would love to catch our takes on the white lotus which which ended in december which this this is not a knock on the white lotus i love the white lotus but at the same time there's other stuff that's been out that has been very yeah. good that warrants maybe just a tad bit more attention. Let's
0: get the, the, as you, as you corrected me before we started recording the four shows that ended um, within a, within a week of, uh, of this episode dropping. So um, that would be marvelous. Mrs. Maisel secession, Ted Lasso and Barry. Let's start. Hmm. Let's start with secession. And here's why I still have not seen any of the show. But the way that this particular season, I mean, the show has always been very highly reviewed, but this season sounds like it's just the next level. Yeah. And while the show might have already been a nine or a 10 out of 10, it really feels like this is must see TV. Um, I'm very excited to see it. It's definitely increased my anticipation and it has increased it way high on my queue. I'm. It'll probably be the next show that I start the next hour long show that I start. So, um, but yeah, that's just a little bit of a commitment. So I think maybe if one of these times here in the future, if I have um, uh, some free time, just a couple of days off of work or whatever, I might start it's, this and get a couple episodes in. So I'm, good, I'm really curious to hear to, yeah. from somebody that is watching it. So um, yeah. Uh, t- t- tell me why I'm really missing out.
1: So you're, you're missing out for a couple of reasons. The the first thing, the performances are all, all amazing. Um, this season's storyline is just, is just outstanding. It is, it's clearly, you know, I was shocked to see that this was something that, um, i like, I think it was because they, they didn't really announce that it was some, that this was going to be the last season until the last, until the last minute.
0: Uh, so, uh, yeah, I think they announced it pretty close, um, to premiere. Yeah. Which
1: um, that, cause succession is a show that right now, like the way that season three ends, it's it was at the top of its game. It was that final episode of season three was so good. And then to to say, I also
0: think if 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 I'm right, I think secession was also one of those that was, was renewed season at a time. Whereas like Barry after you know midway through season two was renewed for season three and four, so we yeah. knew that three wasn't the finale. So I feel like secession was never renewed multiple seasons at a time. So, um, so yeah, but, I
1: feel like that's but maybe but maybe that's also for the best as well because yeah, gives could them, be. it gives them time to develop a good one season story this this season has packed a huge emotional punch which i i think has always been a big thing that i loved about succession uh, the family dynamics of everybody around so i between performances and just the the overall story of where this is headed It's a very tense season, which I've I've loved that. And if look, I get it. Also, like the two big knocks on the show is you know the business. You know, some people just don't like shows about business. I get that. Um, I would encourage people to I hate to say it get over it and just you know try it out. But if that's not your thing, it's all good. And then I hear the other knock is that there's something about ultra rich people complaining about their their lives and i'm Mm. gonna push back on that as well because just because they're ultra rich doesn't mean that they don't have problems and these these are huge problems that some of them some of them are dealing with so um the succession is definitely one of those shows that because like the the writing is outstanding the the music is great um everything about it just screams prestige TV and HBO is going to have a bit of an issue on its hands when this is done because they're they're gonna need something to fill this void once once it gets done
0: that's a really interesting thought too and oh boy it feels like man what is what is the next big thing because like you know House of the Dragon is is good it's 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 yeah it's good it's better than the last couple seasons of game of thrones but it's not better than game of thrones at its peak um and, and
1: it's also it's also far like it's far away it's not yeah. it's not coming anytime soon
0: either well i think they were really hesitant about wanting to do multiple seasons because they really wanted to see audience reaction i think it took them until like six or seven episodes to renew um yeah. maybe it was two or three I don't, either way like it was it was airing when they decided to renew it. And that's an expensive show to make Yes, it um, is. with lots of pre and post. So yeah, we're probably 2025 before we get more house of the dragon, at Mate. least 2024. But I would, I would not be surprised if it's not until spring 2025. Um, we'll see. I don't know. Um, I'm not in charge of those, decisions. but you, you got to feel like there's extra pressure to make sure that they're doing it right. So that, you know, it's not like where game of thrones was churning churning out like oh we got to have a new one this season even though george R. R martin hasn't so anyway um and here we are 10 years later um still not done either still not done um uh, the um <laughs> uh, the the other thing um it, but like and it seems like the last of us also was a mega hit which we'll get to in a minute but again season two is probably two years away three years away
1: um it's like at least maybe two or three seasons, depending on how long, how long this writer strike goes. Well, yeah, sure.
0: So. Th- the the writer strike is definitely not helping, but let's, let's even say that they were, you know, again, they didn't renew it until a couple episodes in, um, so you know you, you first of all you have to find time for um for uh, pedro pascal to come in because he's a busy man you, like this was kind of the deal with sherlock season four right they're like we're ready to go we just need martin freeman and ben cumberbatch to have a free month you know um so you're gonna have to you're gonna have that issue with pedro pascal as well as um i'm blinking on her name right now bella, uh, ramsey. bella ramsey yes bella ramsey. thank you um like because she's i mean between game of thrones and this like she's going to be a high demand person uh um, mm-hmm. so you know they're going to run into that issue plus you know be- because it's an i uh, like a, a based off of an ip that i think um like i think neil druckman has still total creative control over like the show <laughs> um because he's an ep but i think i think like the show is being really careful to to make sure that like what neil says goes um so yeah so like there's an extra part in the process plus i think i'm sure they they know but like i'm not sure that we know are is season two the last of us part two or is it filler and i know that there's been an article that says that they're not making stuff that isn't released in games but i'm like look i'd be really surprised if season two is last of us part two i think you get a bridge season um especially because there's a massive time jump between the first two games anyway we'll get there more later but 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 yeah, last of yeah. us last of us season two house of the dragon season two are, are years away barry is ending um i don't think perry mason's been renewed for a season three yet but that's not anywhere near a big enough show and we'll we'll get there in a minute as well like that's not going to be your next big peak tv
1: thing um I mean, you've got you've got true detective coming back later this year true detectives
0: who, coming back later this year who, when who when season when season three of euphoria and that's true also too because like with the writer strike active unless all that stuff is already shot True Detective might not be coming back this year.
1: Um, We've already gotten a trailer for it, so okay. So I would I would so bet that they're I'm, just I'm in post. Think, I'm thinking that it's it's going to come back, but I. Well, the,
0: I when's, when's when's Euphoria season three coming? And when's
1: or the White Lotus season? Sure, three, White, Lo- White Lotus you know.
0: season three. Um. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of any of the like, HBO has also been doing a lot of miniseries recently. Like I yes, I don't know have. if we'll get to this at some point, but like Love and Death just wrapped, and yep. I didn't. I didn't see it, but I kind of wanted to. But like, they've been doing I, a lot of miniseries, which is which is good. I just like that has not. You know, and sometimes those miniseries turn into because like Perry Mason was supposed to be a miniseries, and then it was received really well, so they renewed it. So it's like, um, uh, but but when they made so many miniseries, and not only that, but with their recently shaky lineup of shows yeah. that they're producing, you know, I just. You're right. With with secession ending and this kind of being a big thing for them right now, and Last of Us was a big thing. It feels like HBO has been on top of the world, especially with the mediocre response from the Mandalorian and Ted Lasso.
1: Okay.
0: Um HBO has been on top of the world between um Last of Us, Secession, and if you want to throw Barry in there as well. And some people might argue to throw Perry Mason in that pool as well. I wouldn't. Um, but um but you know, you have you have HBO at the top of their game right now, and but they're gonna have not much for the next two years, but then there'll be a powerhouse in three.
1: Mm-hmm. So, well, and then a lot of their, a lot of HBO's smaller shows lately. I've, I've enjoyed a lot. Yeah. So you, you mentioned love and death. I did like love and death. I'm, I'm a big fan of somebody somewhere. I do. Okay. I do like that one a lot. Um, and then the other one that I liked, uh, I believe the other two as well. The one with Molly Shannon, those, mm. I need to confirm the name on that, but, Um, both of those I like, are those going to be the reason why somebody subscribes to, to HBO max? I'm sorry. I can't get on board with calling it max just yet. We know Um, what you mean. Oh yeah, for sure. It's, you know, it's, it's the Sears tower all over again. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's, it's not going to be something that somebody's going to be like, you know what? I want to. I wanna make sure that I subscribe to, to HBO Max slash Max because of somebody somewhere. No, that's not gonna be the case. For right. TV nerds like me who's like, I need I need I need shows to watch and to, you know, just make sure that I'm keeping up with it. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna make sure to throw that on my queue because, you know, I'm already a subscriber and I've heard good things about it. I enjoyed season one of both of those. So yeah, it's but they're not they're not gonna be those critical hits that HBO is is known for.
0: I think it's kind of telling that I'm in the Max app right now and um there is no like coming soon section. Yeah, yeah. Um I mean well, I guess they'll have a lot of the DC stuff coming soon, you know, cuz they'll have the um all the the stuff that James Gunn's been doing. Um you know, like the I know they're making the Peacekeeper Peacemaker season 2, but then there's also the Creature Commandos and they'll they'll have the Green Lantern. so like, there's a lot of stuff that they're working on that'll be i think all that stuff's going straight to max
1: um, probably like the thing like one thing that i'm looking forward to on max i put this on my high in my queue they've got a new one coming out it's called the idol which i'm i'm really excited about that one uh it's stars uh lily depp rose and the weekend as kind mm-hmm. of like a pseudo cult leader type of thing it's it's getting kind of Mixed reviews, not because the quality isn't good, but because some of the content is a bit, a little, a little sketchy and weird for some people. Which I get it. Again, you know, people's opinions are are their thing. But um, that's the only thing that I can see on HBO that's coming out this year that I'm like, okay, you know, every they they kind of shot everything off at the you know now, and there's not a whole lot coming coming up down the pipe. And I'm not a curvier enthusiasm person either. Ooh, so I am. So um Are they getting a new season of Crib this year? Uh allegedly, yep. And it's Sweet. I think supposed to be later and it might be among some of the last of all, all
0: pending, you know, with the WGA strike. So um, um,
1: this is very true. Yeah.
0: Um any of that later season stuff you might just wanna hold your breath
1: on. Yeah, for sure. All of this to say succession is succession is the the, the HBO show that I think one of them that they're just going to miss the most because of the the Emmys love that it gets, and then also um, just it's it's going to be a, a big void in terms of its prestige TV moving forward.
0: Sure, yeah, that's a really good uh, really good point. I think, but but also like, do you remember when Secession like for, was first being advertised?
1: Oh yeah, I wasn't interested at all. It, yeah, it just, like that. I, that's kind of the point I'm getting.
0: I think because I think they were advertising it in front of. I want to say Westworld season two or three, maybe that tracks. Um, yeah, but, uh, and so I remember seeing the, the, the things for, I'm like, that should be good, but I don't know that I'm like super interested. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I certainly did not expect it to be the mega hit that it is now. So like, look, I, I have full confidence that HBO has something lined up in the wings that is going to come out this fall or next spring that is just going to come out of nowhere and be, you know, must see TV. So, um anyway let, let's stick with the other hbo show let's t- uh let's talk about barry um i've seen the first four episodes my thoughts haven't changed because i haven't seen a new episode since last week with robert but just in case you people didn't listen i mike you've, you've seen more so maybe you can help me out um i and, and i i know that robert had a really good answer to this and i sorry robert i forgot um I don't feel like this season is necessary yet. Like I'm happy to have more Barry, but it's been a big drop off in quality for me. Like not as much as Ted Lasso has been. Cause I really love those first two seasons, of Ted Lasso. And this one has been mediocre. I'm uneven, plus, yeah. Yeah. Uneven at uh, best, yeah, and But, but Barry seasons one through three for me have, well, I say season one was like an eight or a nine out of 10 season two and three were perfect television for me. And season four is, it's good. I like it. Um, it's it, it, it's a lot more serious and so like where season like season one thrived a lot on like the comedy and the quirky characters and whatnot but the show has gone to a really dark place and so it's still funny at times but it's it's lost a lot of of mm-hmm. of that energy uh and so it's way less it's also just it's kind of a hard watch because it's so dark and dour and depressing and look, I, look I, i'm ultimately like i still i still really like the season i'm i'm happy have. I'm really excited to see those last four episodes, which I'll check out tomorrow Soon. night uh, as we're yeah. recording before, before this episode airs. Um, but it ju- like, even on a rewatch, it really just feels like season three was the perfect ending. It um, was, yeah. it, it, especially like if you want to give one more episode to that season, that's just kind of an epilogue to all that where, where there is no doubt, you know, um, that uh, you know, because I, well we could spoil up to season three um, we won't spoil anything in season four, but like there is no doubt, like Barry is in prison. Okay. Um, Fuchs was also Fuchs is also in prison. Um, Jim Moss gets his daughter's name, uh, gets his daughter revenge. Gene gets out from under the grip of Barry, as well as you know um, has that uh, you know, has the realization about you know, Janus's death and that Barry mm-hmm. did it, and all. you know he gets he gets his yeah. fitting happy ending, right? And no. Jean's had a big character turn, and he's writing all of his wrongs you know and 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 no. sally um <laughs> like left like she bailed yeah. and and i think that's maybe the only hanging thread because sally is an objectively terrible person and she's only gotten worse as the series has gotten out. It's so obvious on rewatches that she was never a good person yeah um and she's she's just a bad person and so we get to um well, we get at, to at, we get to to the end of season three and she's going back home and well, and then and at the end, cause
1: she's, cause she's failed in LA. And then at the end of season three, you also have, um, Noho Hank and Cristobal. You yeah. Know, they... And they, and they have
0: no more. Yeah. They, they could just go live their lives in mm-hmm. peace. So yeah. Maybe if you want to have one more epilogue episode where something happens, just to, just to wrap up any little loose ends that were, that were, that were left, but, but like, I don't know, am I wrong in saying that season four just so far has, and, and again, I've only, I've not seen the second half of the season, which, um, which is after there's a time jump. And so like, I'm really, I'm really excited to see. Cause I like, think this is where it's all going to, going to come together. Especially. I think the finale is going to be, look, I i haven't seen the second half of season four. And I've already said, I think the first half of season four has been pretty mediocre, but I think the finale for season four is going to be one of the best episodes of TV we've ever seen because that season two finale was excellent. That season three finale was one of the best episodes I've ever seen. Barry Barry is one of those sneaky shows that I think a lot of people are watching, not enough people, and everybody that sees it loves it, and they will just have random episodes in the middle of nowhere that you're like, "How is that the best episode of TV I've ever seen?" Yeah. So
1: I so uh to to kind of just piggyback off of it, I I feel like if they because I agree with you, season three, if if they would have been just done at season three, I would have been fine with it. If they wanted to have Barry the movie be the the epilogue sure i'd also i'd also be fine with it because well
0: i mean here's the argument with that though with eight 25 minute episodes like it's it's just a long movie you know
1: but to your point i'm more interested in what's going on post time jump than anything before that so if they would have just if they just would have started there and then it just would have been everything there i'm still not fully in if i'm being perfectly honest and you've I, seen
0: every episode I've except seen,
1: for the finale except for the finale they which just isn't live yet <laughs> right so um it is it is my estimation that they they took a little too long to get the story going post time jump and had they had they kind of you know kind of tightened it up a little bit i think it could have been it could have been really great but it does it takes too long to get going and once you once you've once you've taken up almost half of your season setting up something that is like well that's i don't know about that um it's just let me it's just yeah. not it's it is not working for me the way that i hoped that
0: that I, it would. i want to i want to just end i i think end our Barry talk on saying um that i think um that i've i've mostly said negative things so far but um i think the direction here is incredible and i really hope bill hader gets an emmy for directing um I, I, he's cause he's directing all eight episodes. I think there's some really excellent work being done mm-hmm. uh, here. And you, like, you just know that at this point, like this is bill Hader's show and Alec Berg is just helping him. Whereas it felt more like a collaboration at the beginning. Like I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, like I, I love where this character, where this show has taken a lot of our characters. Um, And it's really funny too, because um, I watch the show with friends every Monday night. And um, th- at this point, Midway through season four, there is not a single likable person in, in the whole cast, um, which like there was so many likable people at the beginning and there was a lot of people that are like, oh, I'm not no, sure no. I feel about yeah. them yet, but like yeah. they've turned some really lovable people to really unlikable and like the show is definitely going for that. No, you know, you, you just, you just don't see that Sally's always been a terrible person because she, you know, Barry is killing people, you know, or like, um, you know, Jean, Gene starts off as this really unlikable, greedy kind of conniving little bastard and then but then like you start to love him and then season two you love him and then season three you're just like oh oh buddy like i hate that this is happening for you um but yeah by the time we get to to season, it's like i i really don't like him i think he he took a dive off the deep end you know and but and and so i think there's also a lot of great moments in the season so far i think um there's there's a moment that gene has um on stage that i think is excellent Mm -hmm. give give henry winkler another oscar please uh, the show manages to still be really funny. Like there's a moment where the Vanity Fair reporter um, goes to Jim Moss's house and he just says, let's have a conversation in my garage. And and then <laughs> we the room that I was watching with these guys just erupted in laughter. Um, and then seeing the follow up to that conversation, same thing, um, just erupted in laughter. And then um, there's uh, there's also um, man, the, the Barry and Fuchs dynamic is so interesting. Um Because it's been so up and down and, and tight and like, like it's been so interesting. And I,
1: there, there's, there are some things I am waiting for some type of, of payoff on. And I'm hoping that season, because if the final episode, which airs tonight is only like 25, 30 minutes, like dear Lord, how are we going to fit everything in? It's not, I hope it doesn't pull a Ted lasso and be like, Hey, all of our all of our episodes started at thirty minutes. Now we're averaging like an hour and twenty minutes for for some of these episodes. So I'm just very curious to see where they left everything off at the end of the final or at the end of episode seven. There's a lot to wrap up, so okay, I don't know how they're going to do it all, but I do appreciate that there have been some things where if you've watched Barry for for a while you know, it, like, it's not like you're, you're a casual fan. If you've been watching since the beginning or even since season two, if you've, if you've been a fan, receipts are coming due. And that's something that I, I appreciate that they're going back and taking a look at some that, of these things. And they're just like, yep. Don't forget about this thing that happened back then. Cause it's going to come back at some point. You thought it was nothing, but it's actually something. Cool. I just remember
0: seeing, it. uh, like doing my rewatch and like, in season three there's that story arc where like uh fuchs is going around to all of Barry's Barry's victims families and telling them whatnot and and like i remember going back and seeing ryan madison's father and some of the things that he says in in the in the memorial speech um like just really pay off nicely for for like that that side arc and and it's one of those things where like when i when season two happened and there's the whole like the detective um leading leading to the great ronnie lily episode where barry's sent to kill ronnie um but like that is a seed that is planted in the pilot because or maybe the, maybe the second episode because i think that's what janice but, gets but introduced. it's early
1: but it's early Be- that's because kind of saying, because, yeah.
0: because the the scene we're introduced to janice you know he's like oh look at him he's crying oh yeah he found out his wife's cheating on him they're getting a divorce like oh like and that that pays off 10 episodes later in a yeah. big way so <laughs> This show is just genius of that. So um there's also just some really interesting character decisions. Um there's 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 a death that happens that um floored me. Um in in both a I cannot believe the show just did that as well as a I'm really mad that the show just did that. Like I understand okay. why they did it. I'm just like Okay,
1: I I yeah, I think I think I know what you're talking about. Like, I, I was Like
0: it it needed to happen for the show, but I'm also just like, but <sighs> it's 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 so effective and and that's that's where i left off last week and i'm just like how if, do you wait another week to watch an episode
1: so if if it's what i think you're talking about which i'm pretty sure because that's you know that's a pretty big deal um it does have a pretty big effect moving forward which yeah i'm sure it um, does you know as as it should because um and the way it happened as well it just it crushed me just yeah. just crushed me just how how that whole situation went down so um yeah I'm I am cautiously optimistic but I'm also I'm also sad that this is the ending that we're getting because I've, I I agree with you I feel like season three's ending is was just perfect I'm gonna just a natural way to
0: I'm gonna be really interested to revisit this conversation when um when we, um we'll talk about season two or season the the do a full spoiler talk um for the season later this week i I, i'm gonna be really interested to um to have that conversation it's you know to see especially since i have not seen the second half you've seen three more episodes so uh i'll be really interested to see but but also like i feel like there were there were a lot more loose threads but like season one could have been the finale Season two could have been the fin- like each season has set up the show that I've always felt that could be the final. Season three just felt the most final, yeah. Which was dumb because they were already renewed for season three and four, so I knew it wasn't the f- season finale. Anyway, let's um let's move on from Barry. We'll talk more about Barry later this week, um, uh, with full spoilers. Um, so um, you know, whenever that episode comes up, you know, don't don't check it out before having seen the whole season. Um, let's let's move on um uh, to talking about. Um, I want to hear real quick uh, about The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, a show that I haven't seen. One Mm -hmm. of the shows that um, gets a lot of love and praise and I think would be a mega hit if it weren't on Prime Video, which is ironic because I think more people have Prime Video than any other streaming service. They just don't use it. So um, I would agree with that. I I think if this was like a Netflix show, that this would have been like the biggest show, like Stranger Things level.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. And plus also um, it has seen better days unfortunately the first two seasons were fantastic there's a bit of a drop-off between seasons three and four but five I wouldn't say five is a complete return to form but it's still it's still good and if you're somebody who likes sharp dialogue and just witty jokes and everything like that this this one's definitely definitely for you and um I haven't watched the finale just yet it just dropped on Friday but um I'm I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to it. I I'm somebody who has recently just started watching The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, so um I'm not one of those people who's been there since the beginning, which, you know, shame on me. I get it. But at the same time, um I am sad to see this one go because it's, you know, for like kind of the same argument, like Amazon shows haven't been very good lately. They just haven't. And there've been a handful that I've I've enjoyed, but both of the like the two Amazon Prime shows that I've liked this year, they're both miniseries. So, and with Jack Ryan ending this year, what is what does what does Amazon have have coming up in the queue?
0: And uh, rings Rings of Power season two, sure, um, but in a rings, couple
1: in a couple of years, yeah, right. But Rings of Power has got a lot of work that it needs yeah. to do. Oh, from my understanding, yeah, I haven't seen so um i mean if you're someone who's a fan of wheel of time which i or yeah wheel of time i i liked that show a lot but it's aren't they it's been years since aren't they
0: working on good omens three right now or two
1: i I don't i don't think they are i could be wrong
0: i'm pretty sure they're in production on good on a new i don't know if it would be two or three of good omens yeah i only saw the first couple
1: episodes but then but then outer banks or no not outer banks outer limits Maybe I don't know the one with Josh Brolin um, that's coming out. Uh, later Good
0: Omens year. season two comes out in July this year. Okay. So um,
1: I mean, that's, yeah, that's something for him. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like, I don't, th- it's going to be something where Amazon is going to have a big void, especially at their, with their comedy slate. And they're going to need something, something big to, to fill it up. So um,
0: well, let's talk about, I, I, briefly. Like, the the Prime Video has never, like, really been an elite powerhouse. I mean, they, they had a really strong start, start but they have really failed to maintain that. And I, and I remember I really liked the idea when they did pilot episodes. Um, you know, they did one for Zombieland where they, like, put out a pilot remember, and, then, and then you that, get yeah. a vote yes or no on, on whether or not you wanted to see more. And then they would judge. I think that's a real... I would love to see that idea returned to form, you know, and I think that would call it, that would save a lot of, um, a lot of issues with um, like uh, produce. The, the problem is a lot of shows are just expensive to make now, but mm-hmm. you know, like you couldn't do that with Westworld. You need a full season order. Right. Um, Cause it would be so expensive just getting that show set up. But like, if you would do a first, you know, a first something like uh, for like Barry, right. Mm-hmm. Do you think more people would watch Barry if they would have just, if they would have gotten a chance to be like, yeah we like this we would like to see more of that or no like for that first especially in that first season where it's kind of lighthearted and fun or and and you know like i i would like to see i would like to see that format return i think that would be really interesting um but um the um but like they 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 got started off with a couple different things and i remember being really into the man in the high castle yeah and then season two kind of sucked and i never saw season three or four and i don't feel like i'm missing out on anything um, but like that was really promising and I know lots of people like Bosch, but that's ending. Um, well and then or ended
1: well I think there's a spinoff also of Bosch on their free verse or whatever it's called they they're one with ads and things like that which I don't understand why Amazon needs that <coughs> and a separate service for that but whatever it's neither here nor there. Um, but if you look if you look at some of the shows that have come out for Amazon this year like Carnival Row ended this year. Season two wasn't was wasn't that good. Season one wasn't that great either, but whatever. I, I'm a big fan of The Legend of Vox Machina. I, I really like that one, but that's not going to get... It's not going to grab general audiences the same way that A Marvelous Miss and Basil is because Vox Machina is, is animated. It's D&D. You know, people are... It's not going to catch people's attention. And then with Jack Ryan ending, they've got Reacher waiting in the wings, but who knows when Reacher is gonna come out because i think it's it's been it's been a while since reacher came out and yeah there was there I'm was not, the
0: one season you're saying until until season two comes out
1: which i've still not heard a peep on when it's coming out so mm-hmm. yeah like i i'm they're doing really well with their mini series and their limited series but they they're gonna need they need more stuff coming out or is Amazon kind of something that we'll probably talk about a little bit later. Is Amazon the next target of all of these streaming services that are, is are contracting some of these shows and then moving them, moving them off their service because they're not, or does does Amazon not care because they're just like, we're Amazon, this is not our primary business. So we can just keep all this on here. And
0: just, I think, I think, I think prime video is a total, like just Amazon has money to spend and, uh, look, I think I think Amazon could make a killing if they would to do things like be exclusively like reviving shows that people are begging for. Like, wasn't it? Uh, Manifest was canceled. And then mm-hmm. was it Netflix that picked Net- it up? Netflix,
1: yeah, Netflix okay. picked it
0: up. And remember when Arrested Development got picked up for a fourth season and um, there was that designated Survivor show that got picked up for a second season by Netflix? Like, could you imagine if that was pretty much exclusively Amazon's market? like then then people would go to prime video to go watch season season whatever of manifest and then while they're there they might check out Bosch or something yeah like maybe that would be a really good tactic for them maybe like this would be way too expensive but like what if they picked up westworld and made them made that season five for them or or what if just like like since hbo removed westworld from their service what if they just bought the rights to westworld like would that get people over there um you know and on other shows you know i know hbo and disney and hulu dropped a bunch you know so uh like i know i just know that's a really high profile one like mm-hmm. it surely couldn't cost much for amazon to get the rights for a show that hbo wrote off for tax reasons um so
1: Pro- probably not but i i am not I just sure. i just
0: think maybe for, for for a video streamer that feels so identityless and directionless like if if they could just be like we're gonna get people this way by getting all these shows that you guys are dropping. If, if, if prime video picked up a season four of Santa Clarita diet, I will, I would be there day one. Like, um,
1: well, and for, I'm not sure how much, how many more risks Amazon is going to be taking after what happened with the rings of power, because mm. look, I enjoyed the rings of power because I'm a Lord of the rings nerd. Was it good? Not really. Unfortunately, (laughs) but
0: but but we're talking about amazon which has gobs and gobs of money that it doesn't yeah. matter with, if a single person wants rings of power you know it's just them it's just them throwing around mm-hmm. money you know if this is anybody else i don't think we get rings of power season two but probably, because probably. it's amazon and because yeah. they have gobs and gobs and gobs of money and it, like it's, they're not go, they're not gonna not have money you know Mm-mm. tomorrow whereas like i'm sure netflix is already feeling it um for the because the password um, sharing stuff just went into effect. Like, I'm sure they're already feeling it. So,
1: probably. Um, well, and then also for Amazon, how many more, how many more spinoffs of the boys are we going to get before it becomes like what Star Trek is right now? There's a ton of different, a ton of different things. Which, look, if you're a Star Trek fan and you love all these spinoffs, good for you. I'm someone, I'm not a Star Trek fan, so this doesn't appeal to me. But how many different versions of the boys can we get before we start thinking, uh, that's a good this- point, too. This is
0: because that was Legends bit... of Vox Machina, right? Like kind of the same premise ish
1: ish. Yeah, but um... Which,
0: like in, in the same way that Invincible is kind of the same premise, I realized it's based off of a graphic novel. Yeah, um, but like I-, I wasn't a big fan of Invincible. I guess Invincible season two will be something that uh, you yeah. know, Amazon's got kind of up their sleeve uh and and the boys season four which i think is i, I didn't see season three yet. i did and i did forget about both those shows and like yeah because amazon kind of had a little bit of a resurgence there at the start of covid when you know that was the boys season two and um or season maybe three I don't it, was uh, season, but,
1: it was season three i believe but um,
0: okay that was near the end but invincible came out like april 2020 Mm -hmm. um like that was prime for success and pun uh and unintentional anyway um (laughs) let's move on because i I really want to get around to a little bit of ted lasso and then i think we can talk less about some of the rest of the other shows um yeah i'm gonna say it right now i'm not convinced that this is the last episode of the show
1: um i'm
0: okay now obviously if 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 it does have a season four under this category um I it, it won't star Jason Sudeikis. I'm it's, con- I'm, I, I,
1: I think that's kind of what I was going to say. This is a prime target for a spinoff. Like, it, well, it, I, but, it, it, but I think they're
0: going to make spinoffs, but they're not going to like, I think they're going to make spinoffs, but I think they're going to continue the story of some of the, of some of the, these characters and this club but they're not going to spin it off and call it afc richmond they're just going to call it ted lasso season four and ted Lasso is just not there um yeah it, it, look the, the the episode description for the last episode in apple tv says season finale not series finale uh, and they've never once marketed this as the final season it's only been the the showrunners
1: and the, the show- only
0: thing And the only things that they have said this year promoting the season was we wrote it as the final season that they've never said it is the final season. They've, they've said we've wrote it as the completion of this story. Yes. Now that Ted goes back to America, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that that's going to happen in the finale. Mm -hmm. Um, that like, that's the, that's, that's where the show is going. And that's where, um, like the show can continue on and then it just won't have Ted or like, maybe it still continues on and we, and we see glimpses of Ted in America while the, you know, with the, well, but we mostly see the club. Like I, like if they make a season four, like I would be really surprised if we don't see Ted in an episode or two, just checking in, you know, because, because they need his help to get him out of a jam or, um, you know, somebody needs to call somebody for some advice, for and, advice you're not, yeah, and, you're, think... and you're not going to call Roy beard or Nate, you know, you're going to call Ted yeah. or, Yo, Rebecca needs needs to drop a truth bomb or ask for some advice or something you know um. so
1: yeah like I've I've enjoyed the second half better than the first half though yeah me too I I've, the first half like I get what they were going for with that just you know I I'm somebody who I love when Ted Lasso leans into soccer a little bit more, and even though they leaned into soccer very much more heavily in season in the first half of the season, I it just it didn't work. It didn't work for me because that particular storyline with that that one player, I'm just like, okay, that's that's fine. But the second half feels like a, feels a little like a return to form, but like on a much lower tier. And well, I I, I think one thing that I just haven't been a huge fan of is that. There's each episode this season kind of feels like there's like a lesson tacked onto it. And I'm just like, why can't we just tell, tell a story as opposed I, to, have, I agree
0: with it. I'm totally with you here. And I, okay. I was talking with, it might've been Robert last week. I was talking with somebody about this recently though. Maybe it was just my wife after the end of last episode, but um, the, there have been multiple moments this season that have felt just not like the show that we had been given i really think that um that people saw jason sudeikis as executive producer and star and thought that he was the good the the reason for all the good things i think it's bill lawrence but bill lawrence's time was split between this and shrinking and he wanted to dedicate more to shrinking because ted lasso was already like doing well already is
1: already yeah no, I gotcha. And I think there was a little
0: bit of Jason being executive producer and star. Like, I think he probably had a little bit more say. He might have like, I'm not trying to say there was like foul play in the writers room or whatever. But I think either Bill just trusted him more or um or just Jason had more say um than Bill and then was just overruled. But because anyway, like seasons one and two both have those moments where like you, you think just get revealed to you and it just makes total sense of everything we've seen so far. And I would say the same for shrinking and I would say the same for scrubs. It's a bill Lawrence trademark. Mm-hmm. Um, and this season has not felt like that. Like there are no revelations in this season so far. Um, and And even then there are, even though there are some, they're not done in ways that I think are like being revelations, you know, like there's, there's, there's a storyline with Colin that I think a lot of people were predicting. Um, yeah. um, yeah, and it's it doesn't it doesn't come out of left field like it, it and like you just kind of like you kind of feel it. there was another thing that happened similar to Colin that did come out of I want' I won't say left field but did kind of take me surprise and then made me really happy um so it just has to do with Trent
1: so oh um, okay yes and
0: and uh-huh. it doesn't matter but it was just like oh that was a fun touch um
1: well but then but then kind of on the flip side of that, um, I think on the flip, on the flip
0: side of that, there's, there's an episode where Isaac is irrationally angry and I knew immediately why he was angry mm-hmm. and the show wanted to pull it off. Like it was a big revelation and it was not, no, I literally paused it, turned to my wife and I said, this is how the episode ends. And it ended exactly that way.
1: Well, and then, um, I would argue also there's they were trying to do kind of this revelation thing with, with beard. As well, at the end of this most, uh, this most recent episode, and it kind of worked for me, but then also it kind of didn't as well. Cause I I get what they were trying to do with that, but I feel like that was they had a story, and then they kind of just jammed in this thing with beard into it to try to give it like give it a little bit more of a push. Whereas I think with maybe some better writing, you could have cleaned that up a little
0: bit. I think they wanted that. That was always the idea of this is how Ted and beard are, are such good friends. And, and we're going to save until near the end to reveal that, uh, to reveal that about, about the relationship, because people aren't going to question that, you know, people aren't going to think about, you know, they're just going to be like, Oh yeah. They coached football together in Kansas. People just get jobs all the time, whatever, you know um, people get hired by other people and then they bond really well. You know? So like, so i i think that they thought we're going to we're going to have it near the end and then again because i think bill lawrence is maybe a little bit more hands off this season um then his uh um his it it wasn't executed in a great way and they were like we got to put it in here somewhere how about right here sure that works i guess so
1: yeah um
0: let me let's do this i'm i posted a question in we in our slack channel about um just asking a bunch of things that ted lasso has a ton of related uh threads about and this was a, an episode two or two after the halfway point i'm i'm really curious your take on some of these because i noticed you didn't reply and that's fine but i just uh i want to ask you now and some of these have been resolved so we we won't see this so i think i think we can do pretty much most of these without being spoilery okay. um so um it seems pretty obvious ted's going back to the states yeah yeah okay um does Ted reconcile with his wife or no are are they yeah. um what do you, what do you think I, mean, I guess the only I'm, spoiler around this is that like these are all things that have still yet to be resolved so don't expect them to be resolved in the first nine episodes whatever but
1: I'm I'm going to say no because I feel like the motivation for Ted to go back to the states is pure enough without adding that sure. extra extra layer on it plus I think plus i i think also in the the earlier in the earlier seasons when when ted finally signs the divorce papers that was just like a cathartic moment for yeah. her and to potentially go back on that i think would be disingenuous
0: the the only thing um the only thing that i could say yes so yes with an asterisk is if upon him going back they um They agree that they are going to start dating again, but that it will will start over. It won't be a pickup where we left off. And I think that it doesn't undo all the stuff that you were just talking about because of the growth that that ted has had Mm -hmm. um with his time at richmond specifically his time with dr sharon season two so uh, he he is a he is a different he he is a person that you know if if michelle's big issue with him in season one is that he was always positive and he he um he he just couldn't really take the negatives in life really well and he didn't want to ever confront certain things like he he is past that now so i could see them agreeing to start dating again and Honestly, it may be season four follows Ted's journey back home and it's just Ted. And then we do get that spin off That's, you know, AFC- anyway. Yeah. Okay. So I, I could see that happening. I could see Michelle agreeing to start date Ted again, but to start from scratch. Well, um, and
1: they've, there were some hints of that in earlier, not like hints of that, but just the times that they have interacted, you know, there's been things that's like, Hey, remember when blah, blah, blah happened. Mm -hmm. Um, there's there's still there's still love there you could tell as with a lot of couples who are divorced and co-parenting i'm sure there's something still there but um i don't know like i i think my my prediction would be no and i'd be okay if the answer was no
0: i'd be okay if the answer was no too um while we're on the subject of ted and potential relational partners what about sassy does she have any is she in the finale do you think because when's the last time we saw her? Was it was it when Ted asked her out and she said no? We're both messes. We wouldn't like. Is that last yeah. time we saw her?
1: Yes, that was the last. Uh, I think that was the last time. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to say yes is my prediction, and that will be the one thing that gives Ted maybe a little bit of pause that with the prospect of having. Obviously, it's not like she can provide him with a kid because they're they're not to get. Well, maybe, maybe, I don't know, but at the same time, it's, um, it's going to be, it, that's going to be the one thing that happens that's going to make Ted go, I don't know, things could be pretty good here. If this was, if this was it,
0: I don't see sassy moving with Ted, but yeah, it would, it would feel weird if we didn't see her in the finale,
1: right? It would, it would, because why introduce, why inter- why have the characters say that one thing, you know, where it's like, Hey, we're, we're a mess. And then just leave that as a hanging thread, which I get it. I, TV sh- I get it. TV shows do that all the time, but that's one where it's like you could have gone back to, to that one at least. Yeah,
0: I I, I would have liked if she was worked into the season a little bit more, and, and and maybe she does move with Ted, or they figure out something different to where I don't, I don't, something that would make me feel better. But I, I I would be totally behind Ted and Zassy being together at the end. Uh, I, you know, I'm not behind is the the people that want Ted and Rebecca together. No,
1: I I think they are perfect the way that they are. Yep. They are great friends, um, even boss and subordinate relationship. Mm-hmm. Stand at that. I don't, I don't think that they're, they're soulmates. Like everybody's reading in into it. I would be perfectly fine if they stayed amazing friends.
0: Um, if you were a betting man, how much money would you put down on the fact that we are or on the prospect of seeing Dr. Sharon in the finale?
1: Um I'm going to go with my heart on this and I I I would bet a lot of money that we would I
0: would bet as much money as I could get my hands on that, that Dr. Mm-hmm. Sharon makes a physical appearance mm-hmm. in the finale. I
1: I I certainly hope so because I am missing Dr. Sharon a lot. I yeah,
0: we we got like a FaceTime of her in like episode 1 or 2 of this season that was it.
1: That yeah, that was 10 episodes ago though. So mm-hmm. I and the interactions between Dr. Sharon and Ted were some of my favorite parts of season two. Mm -hmm. So any, any opportunity to get more of that? I'm in, let's do it.
0: Um, I think most people are in agreement on this. Um, what happens with beard? My prediction is he stays and coaches AFC Richmond, even though Ted leaves.
1: I feel like, I feel like he's going to stay in coach. He's just not going to be the head coach.
0: No, he won't be the head coach. He's not head coach material, but he'll Uh stay in his role. He, he likes London. He likes soccer. He likes Jane. He's got a thing going with Jane. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think, I think, I think beard stays. Okay. Yes. I, w- I think
0: I w- most people think that
1: I would agree with that. Cause that would also be a good progression point for him as a character to have these two have been together for a long time and it's time for them to go their separate ways.
0: Yeah. Um, this one, this one might be a little spoilery. Um, what what happens with Nate? Where do we leave off with Nate? Or do you think that we're done with that as of as of where we are right now, heading into the finale? Which, by the way, I think they totally botched his character arc this whole season. It's way it was way too fast and way too drastic. I think. Uh,
1: yes, they. I'm I, 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 I'm somebody who thinks that they went too far with Nate in general. Like season two, I no, think. Oh, I loved where they went with him. I so
0: be- because because we know that he's thinking irrationally yeah um, we, we because we're not on his side but but you could totally understand how somebody could make the the decisions he's making so i um i i like where they went with this character i i, I needed to see him be in that place a little bit more as opposed to he's immediately like a good guy again
1: Ye- i needed yes. to see
0: him evil for at least half the season
1: i can't that's my big problem with that it just feels a little it feels a little disingenuous at times, and. I I think I can see my my prediction with Nate is that he is going to he's going to coach just with somebody completely different forge his own path instead. I think I would much rather have that be be what he does as opposed to the two big options, I guess, which is where he's at and where he was.
0: Um, next question. What happens with Roy? Where does Roy, does, is Roy stay in his role? Does he quit? What happens?
1: Um, I think, I think Roy's going to stay, stay in his role. And I think he's eventually, I don't want him to become the head coach, but they're grooming him. It seems like I, I'm somebody, I, I liked what he said during that press conference. Yes. I, I liked what he said. Um, and I like him. I like that. I think the dynamic between Roy and some of the players this season have has been great as well.
0: I but. think I think either um Roy or Nate becomes head coach after Ted leaves. Um it would feel odd if it was Nate. Um yes, it, but but Roy doesn't quite feel right. I could see them go the route that we're not going to have a head coach, we're going to have a collective. three co-coaching, like a kind okay. of a coaching collective. I could I could see them saying that route that we we will not have a head coach it'll be the three of us having equal share on this
1: team. Maybe that's something that, you know, will be part of what Trent Crim is putting could be putting putting together that's part. a good
0: question is is where where is all this trent crim stuff going is it just they wanted him back or is there or is there something bigger and maybe that's the question maybe that's the answer the um because i'm not i'm not mad that he's back i love trent as a character but i i it, it, it surely I, it surely couldn't have been just for that amsterdam arc
1: no no and i i like i like the stuff that is trent has has brought to the table this season i think that the thing that he's doing this season, I think it's going to come to fruition and then he's going to get super fame or not super famous, but the thing that he puts together is going to be a really big success and it's going to put, you know, put him on the map for not somebody for coaching, but at least somebody who can help, help out with, with football related stuff. Plus, I also think that that could potentially be a reason how Ted gets back into soccer just in the states, instead
0: could be, could be. yeah. Um, do Roy and Keeley end up together?
1: As somebody who thinks that they should, that I'm not, I'm questioning the decisions that they made with this relationship to begin with. I'm going to say yes.
0: I I really think that they. I was good. I, I was yes the whole way, but after the last episode, mm. I'm a little worried um, because it's obvious that one of them has hesitations. Yeah, um, and I would be really curious if this is just something that they don't resolve in this show and they resolve in a spinoff or they they explore further in a spinoff. I would hate um, that,
1: but I could see that as well because
0: I think they would be dumb not to give Keely her own spinoff. Um, or or. A Keely and Rebecca focused spinoff, well, uh, especially now that they're
1: now that they're you know yeah yep where where their relationship has has yes. gone or their friendship has gone yeah that that would make so I I th- I think sense. if
0: as long as there's plans for that they can explore that in the future I so I think it will be maybe left like rekindled but not official. Mm-hmm. Um, um Do you think Jack makes an appearance in the finale? Uh,
1: no, mainly because the the lingering. I mean, no. I'm just gonna say no.
0: I would say yes if if I felt like there was more things wrapped up. Um, yeah. I would say that would be a really fun, uh, that would be a really interesting moment. But if she does, if she does show up, it'll be quickly, and um, she will not be treated well. Yeah. Um, it does. Rebecca have any fallout from her Amsterdam adventures? To put it non spoilery as possible.
1: I hope so because I I like in a good way because I I. I bought that, that her storyline in Amsterdam. Okay. It was a little weird, but I I oddly liked it.
0: I um love what if you go into the Ted Lasso Slack channel. I love what Jake wrote for this answer. Um, it would I think it would be a spoiler to say something, and I hope he's right. Um, I think that would be a great way to do that. Um, do
1: Sam and Rebecca end up together? No, no. no. Okay, and I'm I'd be. That that season two storyline was interesting, to say the least. Not a huge fan of it, but at the same time, I I I think I'd be fine if it was it was just just that that season two thing and then that's that's it. I kinda hope they get back together. I liked them together. I, I did um... I did too, and I especially I just I think after the events of this season, I just want Sam to be happy. I really think yeah, that's fair.
0: That's fair. So, yeah, I feel but I feel like what Jake said and me wanting Sam and Rebecca to still get together um is is contradictory. So, um uh okay, um we, we already we've already talked about a couple ideas for spin-offs um, I think you have one that follows the club after Ted and that can have all your main characters and yeah I think you have a Keeley centric one that is also Rebecca and then Rebecca's you know in both. Um, I mean everybody would be in both but you have one that follows Kjpr and you have one that follows ASC Richmond I think that's easy no-brainer mm-hmm. um, and you can even have you know t- t- continuing Ted's adventures going back in America especially if he's you know coaching soccer in America but who knows maybe he goes back to football um
1: maybe. Maybe I Uh, just have to wait and see.
0: And uh, two more questions. Um, What does Rupert finally
1: get his, you know, comeuppance? I'm going to say, so a small part of me wants to see it, but I also kind of think that I think I feel like Rebecca, the interaction that they had at the, you know, the, the big super league thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like that was a major win for Rebecca, so sure. I would I would have been fine if that was it. But something happens at the end of the this most recent episode that gives that causes me to question it. But I'd also be okay if it was just like whatever. I'm, I I'm done.
0: I want something so bad to happen to him because he is such a rotten character. But the message of the show has consistently been. Ign- ignore him and he will be his own downfall so i i think that's i mean because there's the there's the dart scene where that's kind of the thing don't let him get to you and he will be his own downfall and there's the um the, the what what uh rebecca's mom says to him at rebecca's dad's funeral um like i think the message for the show has been consistently been he is rotten enough that he will be his own downfall he doesn't need your help mm-hmm. um and and um yeah there's And, and to, to not let him get under your skin or he'll take you with you.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Um, And then last question, does barbecue sauce mean something more?
1: I really hope so because otherwise. It's got to, right? uh, It has to. So the, the two thing, and I guess I was a little confused. Maybe this has been resolved, but the barbecue sauce and the army men, I, I just want something like, I want something of substance there because why set it up? for it to mean nothing.
0: I think I don't know about the army man. Um here's what here's what I do think though. I think that Jamie gives an army man to somebody in the in the finale. Uh this season three finale.
1: Which I would which I would love because yeah. I think Jamie gives the army man that
0: Ted gave him, but he gives it to somebody this time.
1: Yeah. So I, so the I, when I, when
0: Jamie gets on the bus and Ted gave him an army man, I think Jamie oh, gives with that, that army with man. That that
1: note, that that note that I, I just love it's just way to make that extra pass. And Jamie's been one of my favorite parts of this of this season, which is a far cry from what he was at the beginning of the show. Which, yes, I'm happy to see that. Even though I think they've steered a little too far, like they made him almost like too good of a person. Like, what kind of a jerk do I sound like? It's like this guy's too good of a person, but.
0: I, don't I mean know. he was also like what nineteen when the when in season one or whatever he's just young and stupid maturity you know um right. anyway i i um i just really liked the um uh um uh, i i i think based off of what they set up in the in this i think jamie winds up giving an army man um uh, in the finale um uh, also like loki one one of the things i hope for the few I, I would love to see. Um, uh, Ryan Reynolds make a cameo since he now owns a soccer like I would love like I, I, think, I don't I think,
1: think it, that would be hilarious yeah. I
0: think I think it could happen at the end of this season but I think it could like what if they made Ryan Reynolds like a villain of season let's say four? you know the the, the following the one AFC Richmond right where Wrexham is their biggest rivalry now big, I, I think that'd be really fun
1: the big celebrity but, owner of that yeah that would be but
0: but going back well and obviously and then Rob McElhenney as well but um, going back to the barbecue sauce I think barbecue sauce has to mean something more because if it was just like like he says it in the dart scene and it just seemingly means nothing at the time um and i've and i saw a lot of people like commenting on that nobody really knows but the fact that he says barbecue sauce when he when he has the revelation about phil jackson's triangle plan mm-hmm. and how he's going inter- to implement that at
1: football and not only that but his wi-fi name Wi-Fi. is barbecue sauce
0: yeah, it exactly it, it has got, it has to be something it's
1: got to mean something and Not only that, Ted Lasso has been really good about introducing something and then having it maybe potentially pay off down the road. So like for me, one of this is a small one, but I still love it. When when Ted says, Hey, if a man can't or if if a man can't get dressed to like in the time that the song Easy Lover is playing, then what are we doing? And then the scene where he where he's getting ready for um for Rebecca's dad's funeral. He's listening to Easy Lover while getting ready. It's like, okay, you paid that off. Cool. I'll take that. Plus, secretly, I love that song, Easy Lover. I think it's really great. But they're really good, at least, about introducing something and not leaving it hanging. So, and who knows? Maybe this episode's going to be two hours long, because these episodes have been getting longer and longer and longer from the half an hour that they were originally. So... I'm hoping that they have enough runway to where they they resolve everything cuz I'm I'm hoping that they they wrap everything up. What you mentioned about Jamie um with with the uh with the army man, I have a prediction for that, but it's too spoilery, I think. Mm. Oh, so. I would love to
0: hear it after we're done recording. And I think that um, Mike, you and I will get together after um, the finale and we'll uh, we'll talk uh, and we'll release a spoiler talk. Um, the I, I, look, I just want to say real quick and then and then we can be done with Tad last. I don't mind the hour long episodes um, because to me, the show only the season only got good when the episodes started getting longer. And I think if they really are going for this is the last season, then I want as much time as they need to really wrap it up. I wouldn't be mad if the finale was two hours. I mean, Stranger Things did it, and people didn't seem to care that much, right? <laughs> um, I mean, I know, like I, I know some people were kind of bickering a little bit, but like people weren't, mm-hmm. people weren't livid about it or anything, you know. The so, uh, so I don't particularly mind, um, especially because I think the show's been better, and I think that some of the show's better episodes have been the really long ones, such as, like I still think the episode there's a one-two punch in season two of the man city episode uh, with which ends with uh jamie punching his dad in the face in the locker room uh and and then
1: kind of and then jamie and roy having that moment
0: and then the um and then the episode following that which is ted's therapy session
1: that that moment that you talked about with roy and jamie might be my favorite favorite moment in this in the entire series
0: I think it's number two for me, but it's really close number two. Cause I think I think number one is um is when Ted tells his wife that she's okay to to move on, that he's he's finally accepting he's he's not he's not quitting. Um but okay. yeah, or or and, and again, that particular moment made so much more sense after Ted's therapy episode because yeah. that was one of those things I was after I'd already seen season one twice and season two once, and then I was showing it all to my wife before season three. And then knowing what I knew from season two about how he viewed his dad's suicide it's him quitting. And then you find out that man, that yeah. moment is just so much better. And season three hasn't done that with any season one or two moments yet. Like, no. like, and that, that was, I think the beauty of season two, I think that's part of the beauty with scrubs. And I think, um, yeah, I think Bill Lawrence is just a genius of that of getting good. I think that's why we were talking about that beard, that beard would have paid off. That beard review would have paid off a lot better. Had it been just handled better. Yeah. Um. Or more, or more setup clues along the way, you know, Go ahead. Um, although
1: God I Go also
0: ahead. I also want to mention there was a, there was a moment um that me and my just slayed me and my wife that I want to mention because this show still manages to be really funny. Yes. Um it does. there's there's a moment where one of the episodes, I think it's the intro, where they decide to switch roles and um and so the kit man is Beard, and at one point like they pan over to him and he just does his best beard scream and it it slayed us, man. This yeah. just uh and, and you saw like uh I think I think Beard was being um some like like roy had to be ted and beard had to be roy or whatever so he's just grunting anyway the the kit man you know doing is let's go
1: baby was just <laughs> that was amazing that was great him sitting sitting at the desk just and yeah that was that was great and dare i say of the four shows that we've talked about this might be the one that i'm gonna miss the most potentially if if this <laughs> is truly it but like you like you said and i agree with I don't think that this is it. I don't think Apple's going to let let this just be it and
0: nor nor do I think that the people involved want this to be it. I think I think that they're like we have told our original story and we are grateful for that, but along the way we found actors and characters that we love that we want to spend more time with and mm-hmm. so yeah. And and I don't think that they will be you know, Jason Sadekis, Bill Lawrence, and Brett Goldstein produced. I you know, especially now that shrinking is going on and Brett Goldstein and, and uh Bill Lawrence are doing that. You know, so I could see a female showrunner taking over for Keeley's um mm-hmm. spin-off show. I could see um like uh maybe Jason Sudeikis and Brendan Hunt running, you know, um let's call it AC Richmond or just I don't somebody else, right? Somebody that's directed a few of the episodes, but I could I could see them just totally new showrunners. Um and then the you know, Bill Lawrence, Brett Goldstein, and Jason Sudeikis still get writing credits, and then can can be hands off producers. So um, let's move on, though. Um, let's let's talk about the other Goldstein Lawrence show. Let's talk about Shrinking. Um,
1: I loved Shrinking. I loved it. It was it's a show that's really
0: grown on me, and I already really liked it when I finished it, but I'm yeah. dying to rewatch it again.
1: Yeah, it's it incorporates a lot of the stuff that I love about a lot of the other Bill Lawrence. Lauren stuff the characters are outstanding um harrison ford just doing some of the best work that he's done in a long time it's like hey believe it or not this guy can still act mm-hmm. so good and just the the pockets of interaction of all the different characters because it's not like it's not like just one or two people interact and then that's it like there's there's little pockets of friendships that that happen throughout the course of this of this season and all of them just most of them. There's there's a couple that I'm like, eh, whatever, but they're still good. But a lot of these interactions with all these different people, they have their own dynamic, they're they have their their own good story. And I I just I really liked it. I'm I have this of all the all the shows that have come out this year, I have this like in my top five. I liked yeah. it that much.
0: I I talked with Robert about it a little bit recently, and he mentioned that he thought the the show was um, a little bit too on its sleeve, which is his biggest problem with uh, Ted, La- Ted Lasso this season. Um, and I remember Robert also, I, I don't want to like super misquote him here. I remember him saying something about the um, the therapy. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, um... He thought it was fine, very entertaining for sure. He loved Siegel, Ford and Williams, but hated the neighbor characters. He's wrong about the neighbor characters, by the way. I, I, um, I
1: loved the neighbor characters. and while I, I like
0: what of it, some of what it says about grief and therapy and reconciliation, I'm growing tired of show, increasingly tired of shows that end with a cheesy speech that spells out the theme. So, uh, yeah, so um, I I agree with him on that. I wish the show was a little bit more nuanced, but um, I I really like the show, and I I am. I'm more excited for Shrinking Season 2 than I am any of the Ted Lasso spinoffs. Yes, I would agree. Yeah. I would, I would agree. And like, I'm, look, I'm excited depending on what they might be. But again, especially like not having seen the finale, but I'm, I'm really excited for Shrinking Season 2, especially like it felt like everything was wrapped up nice and neatly. And then there was this big thing that's going to have a long lasting effect that happens at, you know, The credits of drinking
1: so zero zero hour yeah that's yeah and it's like oh okay very curious to see what the implications of about that are moving forward i really hope that it's not just like a funny like first of all no it's not a funny gag but i hope that they don't treat it as such and i hope that it has some type of ripple effect because that is you know kind of kind of a it's kind of bad and it's kind of indicative of you know just this style of 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 therapy so we'll we'll have to wait and see but yeah i'm i'm very curious to see what the implications of that will be moving forward
0: um and also in a show that stars harrison ford and jason siegel and krista miller um which i loved all three of them by the way and i really grew to like brian um the gay best friend um ted McGinley is Derek nearly steals the show
1: yes yes he does but
0: but Jessica Williams absolutely stole the show for me, which was crazy um, because like I was just like they're introduced and I'm like, OK, she's going to be a fun side character. But I'm so, but I'm but I'm still going to be here for Jason Segel all the way because I'm just prone to that. And then and then by the time they got to the art museum episode, I was like, I care more about her than anything else in the show. So, yep.
1: Yep. And I, I just loved the I think the the evolution of of her character and, and, um, and the neighbor Liz. I, I love that relationship. I love what they did between her and, um, and, and Jason Siegel. I I was in Mm -hmm. on that. Um, yeah, just all all of that worked for me.
0: It seems pretty clear that, uh, Secession and maybe Last of Us are going to sweep the Emmys for drama stuff. Um, I really hope, first of all, I hope Barry gets a lot of love at this year, this next year's Emmys. Um, but I would not be surprised if sh- if shrinking got a lot of the stuff that Ted Lasso has been getting and Ted Lasso like goes away winless. Um,
1: so the only pushback I'll have on that is that the Emmys historically have not veered too terribly off course with certain things and if this is like depending on what they say about what the future of Ted Lasso is I could see Ted Lasso sweeping everything because like okay it's it and they're just gonna i don't move know to something else. But, because
0: they already swept everything with season one and two and deservedly so but like
1: see it, i i i if, thought if I, they've already won all the awards do we want to give them more i i thought the same thing until i predicted in for my emmys that um julia gardner for success or for uh for ozark was not going to win her like 20th award for that and she still managed to to do that. It's the only thing that's been consistently that Ozark is consistently. The only other thing that I can kind of see kind of blocking Shrinking's ascension to potentially getting some more Emmy's love is Abbott Elementary. That's it. Because mm, Abbott yeah. Elementary Abbott Elementary's is waiting. It's just it's waiting when for its time to just be the Emmy's darling that everyone thinks it's gonna be.
0: Yeah. I am um I just started rewatching a show, but I, I promise as soon as I'm done, like I typically like we'll do one hour and one half hour at a time, although it's been a while since I've done either, but I am currently doing a half hour show. As soon as I'm done with that, I'm going to Abbott elementary. Um, so um, just, I'm so excited for this. I've seen so many clips and so uh, of that are just, just remarkably funny. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, cause there was a clip I saw on TikTok That was the, 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 the I don't remember the guy's name, but the, everybody hates Chris. Um, and, and he's teaching and, and this kid in his class just says like, I ate a watermelon seed. Does that mean that I'm going to have a watermelon grow in my stomach? And the kids, uh, or, and he says, Hmm, well, that depends. Did you also eat a paper towel and drink some water? And he goes, yes. He's like, let's get you to the nurse. And it's like, that's, <laughs> that, that is, that is so funny to me. Mm-hmm. Like that is absolutely right up my alley. Yeah. And that clip was all I needed to see to know that Abbott elementary is going to be like the next as soon as I'm done um, with my current show, I'm going to I'm going to Abbott Elementary, and um, and then Secession will be the ne- the next time I start an hour long show. It'll be Secession.
1: Oh, that's um, a that's a quite the contrasting dynamics, yeah. but that'll be that'll be well, good. It'll be good balance as well. Well,
0: I don't typically watch like hour shows too late at night, or what if, if I'm feeling too tired? And half hour shows, it typically is like more of a pick me up, casual watch kind of stuff. So got it. Um. So, yeah. And, uh, and speaking of which I've just, I've, I just, I decided maybe a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, I I don't know what prompted me. I just, I think it was, it was a late night and I didn't want anything too committal. And I just, I wanted something familiar that I knew and loved and wanted, had been wanting to revisit. So I started and it's always sunny in Philadelphia rewatch. And I'm already in season six. So Wow. wow. <laughs> well, there, there, there are, there are okay. only 10 episodes a season and they are 20 minute episodes. Like they're very short. And they're all so.
1: I it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I I stopped watching that around season like 11, not because I wasn't interested because there's just too many other things on TV. But it's always sunny in Philadelphia might be. I, I, Cause I did a ranking recently of the top shows on FX and I had, it's always sunny in Philadelphia up there. Like I think top three.
0: Yeah. I mean, what, I mean, what's its competition? Uh, the, the shield uh, to me justified is, is maybe I, number one. Um,
1: so it's, it's competition for, for F like the Sons Ameri- of Anarchy, the, the Sons of Anarchy has like the Americans, got, got, yeah, the, good the Americans was up there for me. It was my number one. Cause it's my favorite show of all time. So I'm a little biased towards it. But that justified, I think, and it was always, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. That was, those were the three. Yeah.
0: That feels right. And then maybe Sons of Anarchy at four and The Shield at
1: five. I, I had reservation dogs up there. I couldn't, well, I, I love I, reservation I, dogs, but I can't justify putting it that high up when when all these other shows have been on for significantly longer
0: that that one's also just weird because it's an, like it's FX on Hulu, so like I don't know that it premieres on FX. I don't. know yeah. Either
1: it feels it
0: feels that whole situation is confusing. Anyway, um, so yes, I've been rewatching Sunny and loving it, and and um, and I think part of what what wanted me to rewatch it is I recently came across they they started a rewatch podcast, like the like a lot of things. Oh I've done. Nice. Yeah. And um, and I came across it on TikTok one day, and I've just loved seeing them, and so I I started listening to that because I needed something to listen to. I was mowing the lawn and I was caught up on all my podcasts. And so I, uh, um, I started, I started that one and it's, it's just so easy because the podcast episodes are only like 20 minutes and they talk about the episode for like three minutes, but it's just, it's them talking. Mm -hmm. And, but then when they do talk about the episode, it's always good insight. So I, so I've been loving listening to that podcast. And then I, uh, started start, start rewatching the show and um, yeah I, I, I've already gotten to season 6 but yeah it's also one of those where I'll look at what episodes are in the season to be like oh how excited am I am like oh that one has this episode mm-hmm. and this one and that one and especially like season 5 has a ton of heavy hitters and I'm like oh and it ends with Philadelphia let's yeah. go like I gotta get there and season 4 was like it ends with the Nightman Cometh and I'm like I gotta get there as, get, I can. as,
1: as quickly as possible yeah absolutely so,
0: so then and, and, and I wind up sitting and because they're only 20 minutes and it's you know I I've ne- I don't think I've sat down and watched less than three in one sitting, but a lot of times I will watch five or six in one sitting because I can't. Yep. Um, we would be remiss not to talk about Wednesday for just a short amount of time. Um, man, it feels like this kind of came and went. <laughs> um,
1: it, it had what November maybe like yeah yeah uh, November December somewhere around there yeah yeah it's and look
0: when when season when when we get closer to season two and whatnot like it'll be a massive hit again and I'm gonna watch it like but
1: that like. That was a mega hit, and I really, I li- I really liked the show. I don't, I I I liked it. I did not love it as much as some people, some of some other people did, but I enjoyed it. I I like like first of all, Jenna Ortega just crushes it as mm-hmm. as Wednesday. She was she was so good, and Sneaky Season MVP is is thing. I I thought that the dynamic yeah, between, between those two was great, but I don't know. I like the I like the sneaky hogwarts aspect of of this and you know i just
0: really like the show but i'm not quite sure i I think they botched the finale a bit especially with certain character motivations so um and identities so
1: i i agree and i i think there was one person that was was dispatched that i think they did a disservice of that i was not a huge fan of that they did we can spoil this you talk about christina ricci no, no. I'm... I was like, I was, just, I was
0: gonna say, I'm gonna disagree with you so hard. Oh, you talking about the fact that they killed Gwendolyn Christie?
1: Yes, I'm.
0: I, yeah, but I've also read fan theories that says that she's not dead. That that because because of her power
1: or whatever. Well, because unfortunately, since we're in this, you know, kind of Adams Family supernatural thing, yeah, it's it's possible. But I don't know. I think this just continues a long line of disrespect towards Gwendolyn Christie as, as a performer looking at you mm. star star wars new <laughs> trilogy but um but yeah that like that's the only like one of the only real real knocks towards it i not was not a huge fan of the love triangle aspect of yeah. that either. yeah i didn't like that at all um and i also i think you made wednesday maybe just a tad bit too powerful right off the a bat. Little yeah yeah it,
0: it really feels like this was just just a little bit too cw for me i yes. wish it would have been a little bit more netflix
1: originals yes i would um agree with that wholeheartedly
0: we would also be remiss if we didn't mention the last of us i don't i don't know that i have any additional things to say of other than what we briefly talked about earlier like it's a it's a great show oh i, I mean i i just let, let, let me hear from you for a little bit and then i, I want to say one thing about the show
1: i i didn't play the game so i don't i didn't know anything about it um I'm also not one of those people who expects the gameplay to reflect exactly what's going on in a show, even though I kind of knocked Halo for that, but I'm knocking Halo for plenty of other things besides, you know, all that crap. But anyways, um, I, I enjoyed it. I I liked some of the standalone episodes. I'm not really sure how I felt about the end because it just felt a little, it just felt a little icky what happened. At the end. That's exactly how the first game ends, right? And as somebody who didn't play the game, I was like, "Oh, like I don't know how I feel about this." But well,
0: sorry, it's not act- its not exactly because you—you could... um, you have to control Joel as yeah. he, right? Yeah, right. And and, to... and 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 there's a lot more. people. Be- Joel has to slaughter a ton of humans mm-hmm. in the fin- in the finale, and and, and this the show manages to scale that back a little bit.
1: I did. I did also appreciate the fact that it did not focus on. You know these these creatures being the thing because like that's kind of what what separated this from me from being the Walking Dead again so I don't know I I really liked the last of us I this is like not hyperbole to say that it's the best video game adaptation on a TV show or sure, a TV show yeah. maybe even a movie to some extent sure, or another but probably um yeah I I enjoyed it I I really liked Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. Their performances were 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 good. I liked them. I liked them both. But
0: um, I I the only thing I want to say, and, and I tweeted this out after I think episode eight. Um, but uh, I think the show is better than the game. And
1: I did I did see that, and I was like, huh, okay.
0: So good, and, good, and, good. and I'm famous. I'm maybe infamously like not as high on the game as everybody else is, and I know, and I've been called out for for saying not, not like in a bad way, but like people have put me in my place um, and saying like, that's a bad take and fine. Um, we all have them. Um, but you know, I got to the game pretty late and it was because I didn't have a PlayStation three. I didn't play it until I got a PlayStation four years after, you know, it had released on PlayStation three and a remastered it released on PlayStation four. I didn't play it until 2019 or 2020. Um, I think 2019. And it, and because I had an Xbox, this was being touted as why on earth would you own an Xbox when you can't play The Last of Us? And you know, as council wars happen and whatnot, and and so hearing that for ten straight years, you know, well, Xbox is inferior because you can't play The Last of Us. Um, as well as just getting to it six years after it released, um, it it was overhyped. Um, it's yeah. good. It's a good game. It's <laughs> just not best game of all time. Oh, um, to yeah. most people. And, and I, and I wanted to wait a while and I, and I really wanted to even wait until after I replayed the game to make the, the series is better than the, sh- the, the game comment, because um, I just wanted to be sure. But after the episode um, where, where there's the backstory of Allie. Um, oh yeah. That, that one's that, that solidified it for me. I think um, because I am so much more interested in what the, the show is doing than I am with what the game has done because a lot of the game is like wandering around and trying to find especially like depending on the difficulty play as like you really have to scavenge for resources especially on the hardest um like re- like you really have to be careful on whether or not you're going to choose to to kill somebody because what if that triggers a zombie horde you do not have the ammo to to keep up with that so um or even if it's like like three or four zombies is a threat in the video game um and mm-hmm. like that's great like I, I, I love that as a mechanic but uh and and i pl- i played on an easier difficulty too so maybe maybe the next time i play through i'll go on a harder one but um but part but but i love that the show is will that the show is willing to just be like we're not gonna have joel and ellie in this episode and it's the best episode of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, we're not going to have Joel in this one. We're going to tell Abby's backstory. And it's and it's, it's incredible. it's great. Uh, yeah, like I, and I and I hope that in the future, the show does this more to where like the, the video game you play is you play as Joel, the entirety uh, of the first game, except for the sequence where Joel is incapacitated and you play as Ellie for a little bit. And so the the, the it works re- and I, I loved listening to the HBO podcast that they put out with uh the showrunner Craig Mazin, Neil Druckmann and um uh the guy who voices Joel in the video game. Um actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved that podcast. I thought it was incredible. Very insightful. Um what I um w- and and I loved hearing them talk about like we designed the game this way but we knew it wouldn't work as a TV format. And so they talk about um they talk about uh the um like the fact that it is focused only on Joel as a video game and mm-hmm. how that works for a video game but they they're willing to expand the world in series I just, it's a better it's better when it's expanded so
1: yes I would I would agree with that and then also this goes to show as well is that hey people maybe we shouldn't judge you know showrunners and writers based on something that they did a long time ago that you didn't receive well and just give you know give people more of a chance to tell the stories that they want to tell so okay
0: i want to just rapid
1: fire a bunch of things
0: um uh i think uh, actually of the th- of the things listed i only want to talk about three of them because one of them is um I, I did i'd watched perry mason season two and i did the review for the website and if you want to hear more thoughts on that then go check that out but i was really disappointed in the show i thought the show was fine and the show had a lot of good things going for it but I, as I, I kind of like winded down my review and being like I thought the show had a lot of good things working for it, but it just, it wasn't special. And I was going to give this an eight out of 10, but I wound up giving it a six out of 10. And I said, when we have other shows that are going on, like Secession and Ted Lasso and The Last of Us and, you know, first couple seasons of Mandalorian and whatnot, like what, TV has, the bar has been raised recently. Um, and so, like, I don't know what the show was that did it. Um, maybe Game of Thrones is the argument. Maybe The Sopranos or West Wing or I mean it probably was an HBO show that did this. But point is the bar is higher now for every show, and so if you're just a fine like if you're if you're a totally serviceable show like Perry Mason season two is totally serviceable but nothing really special. Like you no longer get eight out of ten, you get six out of ten. Um, well, if you were an eight out of ten in two thousand three? You're probably a five out of ten now. Well, you know is, is
1: especially especially now when shows have a shorter leash. And the risk of them possibly getting pulled off of the service is much greater. So, and it it sucks that it's like that, but hey, this this hopefully will push people to create better content, but this hopefully will shepherd in maybe, hopefully, a new era of accountability for the people who are greenlighting this hopefully. stuff. And
0: so, so yeah, I just, the bar has been raising because if I give Perry Mason season two an eight out of 10 and I give Barry let's say season three because i've seen a 10 out of 10 like they are not that close in quality so no. uh That's the 10 out of 10s really have to mean something at this point so um anyway uh, i just wanted to mention that like that was a show that made me realize that something about tv recently has just i think we i think we need to reevaluate um, our our scale of what makes something good specifically in terms of TV. Um, uh, and then the other one um, was I rewatched all of Luther because the Luther movie came out and I did the review for the movie. So you want to know my thoughts on the movie, go over that way. And um, but either way, Luther is one of the best shows there's ever been. If you've not seen it, check it out. I'm like four and five are a little odd. Mm-hmm. So if you really want to watch it and you feel good at the end of three, just stop, but you're not going to do bad by watching season four and five. Yeah. Um, but, like, at the very least, one, two, and three are must-see TV. Um,
1: I, so. I I would agree with that. I, I watched Luther for um, the series that I write for, the cross-platform partners, uh, mm-hmm. cause Idris, for last August, because Idris Elba's uh, sh- movie Beast was on. So yep. I did that and Luther. And I was glad, because Luther is, Luther is an amazing show. So if you haven't checked it out, uh, that is definitely something to put very high up on your queue uh
0: and then very lastly i just want to mention a show that my wife and i started watching last night um it's a new reality show and we were just tired we didn't want to do anything serious we wanted something that we could get rid of and i don't normally do reality shows but i saw the premise for this thing on tiktok and i was like i'm watching that show immediately and then three months later here we are um and and we also saw it because i saw it on hulu because uh but now that Max. Uh, has the discovery stuff now? They have the TLC stuff, and this is a TLC show, so it's now on Max ad free. So that was was really what kind of got us to do it. Fine. Okay. I'm not going to tell you the name of the show. Well, I'm going to tell you the name of the show, and I'm going to tell you the concept, and you tell me that you don't want to watch this show. Um, the name of the show is called Milf Manor.
1: I've I've heard I've heard of this show. So
0: do you know the premise?
1: I no, I do not. I've heard of it. Okay. Like, let me I'm, let me go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Let me give you the setup. Okay. <laughs> Um, it's, it's a reality show where they put, they take a bunch of attractive people and they put them on an Island and they just put cameras, right. Uh, and there's a full bar and I'm sure their food's all catered and whatnot anyway, but it's just, it's just them. There's, there's no host for the show or anything. They communicate via text message whenever the showrunners need to say something that's going on anyway. So we are introduced to 10 ladies who you could classify as MILF and, um, which for any kids listening, that means mom in their late 40s, I've been told. Um, good
1: call. Yeah, good description yeah. of that.
0: So, um, anyway, so 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 in their varying ages, I think the youngest is 45 and the oldest is 59, 61, something like that. Anyway, um, varying ages, but certainly in the 50s or nearby. Um, and And they introduce us to eight. Of these ladies and 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 their their romantic history, whatnot, and why they're on a reality dating show in this time, and then they introduce us to eight guys um, who are young and attractive, and you know people that wouldn't you know would would normally be on these kind of shows, right? You ready for the twist?
1: Yes, let's do it.
0: The Eight guys are their eight sons. Oh my! So. <laughs> So, so we're only two episodes in, but the premise of the show is you have eight older women who are looking for love from specifically younger men, and to varying degrees of lust and love, and eight guys who I don't think were drawn into the fact that this was going to be a show with older women, but none of them are opposed. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so there are there are people hitting on people, and then there are sons being like, "Dude, that's my mom!" Like, <laughs> oh my god, that's... and. And we're two episodes in, and I'm just telling you now, I love this show. <laughs> but it is the most uncomfortable thing I've oh. seen in so long. And, um, yeah, it's 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 sometimes painfully uncomfortable. But um, I'm just telling you now, I love this show.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, cool. cool. Cool, 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 cool. Now on Max. <laughs> there we go. What 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 better advertisement for for Max than you know Milf Manor right there yep. waiting waiting for you. Mm-hmm. Nice, uh,
0: Mike. We are nearing the end of this uh, this this podcast, but um, it, there's there's certainly a lot of shows that we didn't get a chance to talk to or talk about. Um, I would like to know if you uh, have uh, have any that really are sticking out. Like I really wanted
1: to mention this. Um, okay, let me let me take a look at my my list. So um i'll give i'll give shout outs to a couple shows love and death was better than i expected but i also don't understand why we have that and candy on hulu because mm-hmm. it is armageddon and deep impact all over again but if i'm gonna watch one of them which one should i watch love and death for elizabeth because okay elizabeth Olson, kind of <laughs> elizabeth <laughs> i Thor- she's incredible elizabeth olsen just continues to continues to show why she she is phenomenal at what she does um I want to give a shout out to Silo on Apple TV Plus because mm-hmm. um, Apple TV Plus is getting really good with sci-fi. Um, we uh, there was a discussion in the chat uh, recently on our Slack channel that's and um, Alice, I believe, said that mm-hmm. Apple TV Plus is putting out the most interesting content. And yeah, I would I would agree. Interesting is a good way to put it. Uh, but I, I'm really enjoying Silo so far. Uh, and then the last thing. I think the last thing that I'll shout out uh cuz I'm doing the review on it I'm a little behind on it but just go with it. I really liked Mrs. Davis on Peacock. Um hmm. M- Mrs. Davis um it sneakily is it, it talks a lot about religion which I was not expecting. I think Dicer talked about it um as one of his buried treasures once on on Sif Pop, but um I really liked what they did and the end there's there's something that happened at the end that just that just had like a really profound effect uh, on me, so I I really liked it. Um, and if if it sticks, and because it's it's being billed as a mini series, um, if that's how it ends, like that that is a great way to to end it. Uh, plus Be- Betty Betty Gilpin in it is just so good. She's so good as Simone, who's uh who's the main character. Um, and then I'll also give a shout out to Schmigadoon as well. Schmigadoon season two. On uh, Apple TV Plus, Schmigadoon colon Schmicago because it follows a lot of the seventies, you know, darker, grittier musicals. Um, is really good. I liked I liked season two a lot. So those I I watch I watch way too much TV. Uh, but those are some of the ones that have uh that have stood out recently. Um, if you're looking for something a little bit older older, like in in December, there was a show on hulu slash fx um it's called fleischman is in trouble and i i loved fleischman is in trouble um it was in my top 10 shows of all of last year um it was that good i enjoyed it that much so those are nice those are some that that's that stand out um and yeah there's just there's just too much too much tv on and I, I say it every time I'm I'm on this, and I know you agree with me because you, you and I both talked about how there's just too much TV on right now. This isn't a golden yeah. age of TV. It's a golden age of choices, and I don't like that there's just so many choices. But
0: Well, we were planning on talking a little bit more about this, but um, I'm, I'm not sure we have the time. Um, but I think the, the WGA might actually have some effects on yeah. Uh, some a lot of long-term effects on limiting our choices um yeah which which I'm all for the writers getting what they want but I think there's you know, last time we had a writer's strike there was a bunch of you know that's that's how we lost heroes and um that's that's sorry that's when heroes started sucking um, <laughs> uh wasn't chuck uh, a writer's room casualty uh, a writer strike casualty yeah uh, a show that I've mentioned that I think I'm the only person in the world to see in las vegas was a writer strike ca- casualty um so there, there like that was a big a big deal back then. And I think, um, I think there will be a lot of things that are um, a lot of shows that you thought were coming back that just won't because of the writer's strike. And, uh, uh, and I would be really curious to see if they're still putting out this much content two, three years from now. It's just, it can't, it can't be a good strategy.
1: It's, it's not sustainable anymore simply because it's also not profitable at this point until a streaming service cracks, how they can make money off of this without, advertising um i think the writer stri- this writer strike is coming at a really awkward time for television with sure. all of like with there's too many streaming services there's too much content right now and there is a shorter leash for a show to be successful so not every show can be the last of us but just because a show doesn't perform to your expectations, maybe you need to either give it more of a chance or maybe you shouldn't have been so hard on it to begin with. Sure. So,
0: um, yeah. And yeah, and that's the other thing too. Last time there was a big writer strike. There was, um, uh, that was before streaming had original shows, you know, that was your shows were exclusively
1: on networks. On
0: Networks. Um, yeah. And so like the game, the game has changed and yeah, you're right. Like it, there are too many streaming services for the, for everything to be successful. And so I think that the only way out of this is, is, is you get, is, is people have, is, is suits have to be more decisive on what they're produced and what they're choosing to fund. And, um, and people that are, um, producing shows need to really make sure that they're producing the hell out of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mike, I have you scheduled back. We'll do more TV talk on in November. Oh, yeah. um, so I know it's a while away. So hopefully we'll be able to talk about, you know, maybe I'll get around to silo by then. Um, hopefully we'll be able to get around to, um, you know, me seeing succession, Jack Ryan, uh, poker face, um, the bear, uh, the new season of justified, you know, is going to be high on my mm-hmm. um, watch list. And um, um, my other favorite reality show that is uh, starting at season two um, next Monday um, Crime Scene Kitchen is back um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm excited for that one
1: yeah there's there's a bunch of stuff coming out later this year hopefully barring you know issues or anything like that like I'm excited for Strange New World season two it's the only Star Trek show that I watch I'm, I'm one of only like six people who watched the reboot of The Wonder Years and actually liked it so I'm looking forward to that I saw the I saw the trailer for the Twisted Metal TV show on Peacock, and uh, I'm cautiously optimistic. And it's that is part of the reason why. Like, I think I think Apple TV Plus and um, Max have put, been putting out the best content, and sneakily, I'm really liking what Peacock has been doing this year as well. Which you know, you and I talked a while ago about ranking our streaming services, and Peacock just was not on on my radar at all just wasn't a huge fan of it but i like what they're they're doing with that I'm, I'm excited for minx to come back and i'm i'm excited for i'm secretly excited for secret invasion as well i'm
0: i don't i don't know that i'm excited for any marvel properties anymore
1: i just want something okay to come out of disney plus because most of disney plus's original stuff isn't has not been good this year
0: yeah i mean or it's been fine like you know i wanted to like mighty ducks a lot and i liked the first season an okay amount but i never saw the second season and now i can't watch it anymore
1: well maybe that's an indictment that maybe the season two should have been better because i reviewed it and i was like just very tepid
0: right nobody liked season two and that's why i never watched it but i I liked season one enough that i was gonna watch season two and then everybody was like this is a big step down Mm -hmm. not only because emilio's gone but partly because of that so anyway um okay we've talked about a lot of things uh and mike i I gotta know one last thing that you would like to recommend or warn in any area of pop culture
1: sure uh i would be remiss Mm -hmm. to not talk about a tv show because it's kind (sighs) of my jam but um a a show that I don't know why Disney doesn't do this more often, but a show that is cross marketed amongst um amongst Hulu and and Disney Plus um they they just and it's a National Geographic show um it's called A Small Light it's uh it is pretty much the story of Anne Frank but Meep Geese is who they kind of focus on with that and look. I've heard the story of what happens to Anne and Frank a zillion times. Um, it still affected me, which goes to show just why this story is still important to to watch. But um, the performances are great. The you know everybody everybody's doing a great job. You know Liev Schreiber, as usual, and you know sneaky MVP of the show. He plays uh, Otto Frank, who is Anne's father and Meep's boss. Um, but it's an it's eight episodes, it's pretty quick. Um, and that, that seventh episode uh where stuff starts to go down is is pretty devastating. And it's because it's a pretty linear story, so you get to see like what's going on in Amsterdam at the time that you know, that the Franks have to go into hiding and everything like that. Um, but then by the time that seventh episode happens, um, you're just devastated by what happens and i wasn't expecting much out of this because you know it's it's a story that i've heard a zillion times but i was surprised at how much it still affected me so a small light on hulu and disney plus um i don't know why disney plus or disney doesn't do that more often but uh yeah well i saw is it? aren't they merging the apps later this year sure they they are but um there's still no plans of that. And if the merging of those two apps is going to be anything like the merging of Discovery Plus and HBO Max, then I'm not excited about it. What are they going to call this one? Plus? Okay, cool. Let me, let me, yeah.
0: Yeah, I oh, mean, that's oh. a really interesting point, too. Are they just going to put all Disney Plus's content on Hulu? Yeah. Or are they going to put all of Hulu's content on Disney plus? If so, what happens to live TV subscribers like me? Yeah. That's a really good question.
1: Yeah. So um, I think that one's a and, little, and
0: what about, and does that no Cause Disney plus has an ad tier, right?
1: They do have an ad tier now. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. I was like, what happens to the people that, you know, I, I pay for no ads on Hulu. What happens?
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I, I can't like, I made the mistake of getting a Peacock subscription with ads and I hate it. I can't stand it. Um, You know, it's, it's, very very privileged opinion about that but hey i'm gonna pay extra for ads as much as i can so i i don't know what they're gonna do with that i'm very curious but um i'm also well maybe we'll have a
0: better idea when you're back on in november for sure my my spinoff is going to be a big recommend for a video game that i um just adored playing on the last uh i I think i started it eight days ago and i and i beat it yesterday so um i spent 20 hours playing it (laughs) Um, it's called Ghostwire Tokyo. It came out as a PlayStation 5 exclusive for uh, in March 2022 because it was made by Tango Games who made The Evil Within and The Evil Within 2 and Hi-Fi Rush and then they they also had made Ghostwire Tokyo. Um and um and, and it's a Bethesda owned studio and so since Xbox bought Bethesda, um it is now on Xbox, but it's uh but it was one of those that they already Bethesda already had a deal that they would have timed exclusivity on PlayStation. So Xbox still has to release games for, from studios that they owned for at least for another year or two. Anyway, so point is, Ghostwire Tokyo came out on PlayStation 5 in March 2022. It's finally on Xbox because it's Xbox owned. It's on Game Pass and oh boy it is worth your time um there is some really cool world building elements here there's a lot of great story choices especially when you get to the finale i really loved the the late the last half of the story um there's there's enough if you want to get lost into an open world environment that you can um and there's also enough that if you don't really want to then you can avoid a lot of things um like you can avoid most things in order to like uh um to try to just more so straight buzz through the story. So it should take about 10 hours if you just want to straight buzz through it. If your completion is probably about 30 hours, I just fell in the middle. So um I loved this game. I really highly recommending it, especially if you have an Xbox or a PC and game pass. And I think it's now on PlayStation plus premium too. Either way, if you have one of those subscription services, check out to see if it's there. If not, then find a copy. It's, it's really good. It does get a little boring because the combat's kind of like the same. But if I had to describe this game, it's like uh, it's like Dishonored meets Bioshock set in modern Japan. And um, and the default to the game, too, is also like Japanese language with English subtitles. And you can change that, too. But like that little detail just like helped made it feel a lot more authentic. So really loved Ghostwire Tokyo. Nice. Nice. Um, well, that's a wrap. Remember that you can follow Mike uh, on Twitter le- or Serialized. Um, I'll make sure that his Twitter is linked in the episode description. And um, you can follow me on Twitter, letterboxed at Schweitcastle. Um, <clears throat> click Sif Pop Writers Room is part of the Studio DNA Network. You can check out other great shows at studiodna.media or by searching Studio DNA in your podcast player. If you want to write for Sifpop.com um, or you're interested in getting in contact with the show, like send some feedback feedback or something to explore in the B plot, then you can email SIFPop.com. And please, if you're listening on iTunes or Apple podcasts uh, or Spotify or whatever, anywhere that allows you to leave a rating, please leave a rating. Um, uh, next week, John and Nash will be joining me. We'll be talking about Lion, which I am so excited for and High Fidelity, which I am also excited for. Um, and then in two weeks, Joe will be joining me to talk about Speed Racer. Cautious about that one, but yeah, uh, <laughs> Anyway, that is the schedule coming up. Mike, thanks for uh, first of all all that you do for the website, all the million um, reviews that you that you publish for for the TV, making sure that our TV stuff is 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 great and up to date. Uh, and thanks for your time today, dude.
1: Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on. Glad to be part of the team, part of the community, and uh, yeah, have a lot of fun. Cool. Thanks.
0: Well, we will see you back in November, and um, uh, listener, we will see you back here next week.